A la madre, güey. Sean Sison con dos freaking needles. Bienvenido a otro episodio de La Casa de Tu Madre. Yo soy su host por today, el campeón de agua, Tom Segura. A mi lado, la princesa de pedos. Oh, hey. Que hoy es un poquito Cristina P. En el booth, el pájaro rojo, el blue band. A su lado, el negro. Y por detrás, el flaco Chris. En este momento está por el, el camino Josh la cucaracha. <risa> Ese hijo de puta malparido tiene no sé cuántos hembras cueras sí. que se, se ven bien bonitas que le quieren ayudar en la cama porque no puede botar leche de su pinga. Uh, milk dick. Sí. <risa> ¿Qué tal? ¿Todo bien? Uh, hola, claro que sí. Y tú? Muy bien, vamos a hacer este programa en todo en castellano, ¿ya? Yeah. Ok. This is like Sábado Gigante. Sábado Gigante! That's the best show on TV. All right. Wait, just are, you, little... are you going to tell the audience that you're auditioning to be on Sábado Gigante? This I is what this is for? I am trying to be the new host of Sábado Gigante. <laughs> That's the best That's show the ever. That's the craziest show of all time. Know, they have like DNA tests and funny It's sketches. It's also six hours long. <laughs> I know. Sábado Gigante lasts all of Sábado. I know. And that's <laughs> like, why. It's, it's, so fucking it's the crazy. giant Saturday show. It's the giant Saturday show all Saturday. I understand nothing that's happening. <laughs> there's a clown. There's penguins. There's a song. Like, what's happening? It's, it's the it's best all, show. Everybody's cheering. That guy is hilarious. That guy's like 87. I host. know. And he's not. Isn't he from like Germany or something originally? Oh, well, he's. Yeah, he's German blood, but Chilean, I think. Oh, okay. That, that's, I think that's the story. Don Miguel? Yeah, Don... Don... Don uh, what is his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? What is Don Quixote's Don. name? Uh, Sábado Gigante. It's Don... I think it's Don Miguel. No? S-A-B-A... That guy's the bomb, dude. He got he's... G-I-G... Yeah, there you go. Come on. What's that guy's... Don Francisco. Don Francisco! Yeah. Now, hit, hit that... See where it says on the right there, presented by, on the... Scroll down. See presented by on the right. Okay. Hit him. On the widow. Yeah. This there he dude. is. Look at this fucking guy. You're right. Chilean German. See? Yeah. Chilean he's German. Rad. And how old is this dude? Does it say? Hundred. You scroll down. Seventy eight. Yeah. Eight. Damn. Still rocking that shit, man. And that's no joke to do a six hour show. I mean, I don't know how Fuck he has no. the stamina I know. the stamina to do that long of a show every Saturday. Don Francisco. <laughs> Your Spanish is impeccable. No, it's not. It's got a lot of flaws, but I need to work on it, which makes me think I might try to do something in Spanish. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think yeah. you're fantastic. I, I, I mean, when but I see, understood, that's, that's, it was great. For the, for the gringos y gringas ahí, sí. they, they think I do, you know? So the, I, the gringos think it's Yeah, good. yeah, of course. But I mean, it's the natives that you got to be able to. Which accent will, are you, is it Peruvian that you learn to speak with like that? Um, dialect or whatever. Yeah, I think the dialect that I'm most comfortable with, for sure, is it's Peruvian. Like yeah, Latin American Spanish. It's because there's specifics to that. Like Mexicano Spanish is different. The accent's different. The slang's different. The you know, but I mean, you can definitely understand anybody who's also speaking Spanish, right? What are some specific Peruvian Spanish um, s bad words? Bad words? Right. Like there's a different way to say "f your mom." Concha tu madre is it? Yeah. And is concha tu madre same in? Mexican Spanish? No, they don't say that. What would they say in LA? 
I don't know. Chinga tu madre. Yeah, chinga tu madre. I've heard that in the kitchen a lot yeah. when I worked in the... A la verga, güey. waitress. Todo, güey. Sí, güey. No, güey. No, güey. Yeah. Wey, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, flaca. Yeah. They, they used to call me that one. Flaca, gordo. That's all... Chale. Yeah, that's all Latin Chale, güey. Yeah, chale. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's all there. So and then you go to Spain and it's completely different. And what do they say It's there? like versus... Like if you said, what's it like to speak here versus London? You know what I mean? And do your London Hello. <laughs> Are you going to tell us some jokes, Tom? Perfect. I will be telling you some jokes. Perfect. In November. Is that the Queen's English? You did like the Queen's. That's how the Queen talks, how you do it. The Queen? That's the highest form. Good morning <laughs> to my country. It's <laughs> so good. I got fucked proper right <laughs> by the King last night. Yeah. 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 So that's that. I read. Um, all right. We should probably get to our business for a moment. Business work. Get, go there's ahead. There's so much to do today. We have a great guest coming. It's going to be a fun I, night. I am so excited for these guests today. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I've been waiting forever for these two people we're going to have. This episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by Hotel Tonight. Summer is over, but who says vacation has to end with Hotel Tonight? It's easy to jump in the car and book a hotel on the way to your destination. We have been using Hotel Tonight for our overnights, which we do here in Los Angeles just to get away for one night. And it is the best. You can use it whether you're taking a vacation, whether you're trying to explore a new area, whether you're taking a road trip for fun or even a business trip. You can also take advantage of the Daily Drop. The Daily Drop is a special feature on Hotel Tonight available in major cities where available you choose a city and unlock it once a day to score an extra amazing hotel deal selected for you. Once your deal is unlocked, you move quickly. You'll only have 15 minutes to book. Want to swipe again? Check back tomorrow. You can unlock a new deal every day. Whether you're searching for tonight or a few weeks away, Daily Drop is an awesome way to save big on a great hotel. So go ahead, visit hoteltonight.com or download the app to unlock a getaway today. Who has time to go to the post office? Nobody. You're busy. You don't have time for traffic, parking, lugging all the mail and the packages into the post office. It's just such a time sucker. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And when your mail is ready... You hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It is just that simple. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com, it's a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. We've been using it for years, Gene. It's the years. best service. It's so convenient. There's no reason not to. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. 
Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in mom. That's stamps.com. Enter mom. And this episode is brought to you by Sattva. Sattva, luxury online mattresses. They are the best. We've been sleeping on them for years. We actually got both their luxury firm. That's from their their flagship line. And also we got one of their uh, memory foam mattresses, which is from their Loom and Leaf line. Huge fans of these guys. They provide mattress takeaway service. So when you're done with your old, not so good one, they get that out of there, which is, believe me, a huge service from a mattress company. Environmentally friendly, top tier quality, organic materials, and amazing uh, customer support. So these guys walk you through everything, the setup, the delivery, the follow up, make sure you're happy with the product. You get to test a mattress in your home for four months. They have a 120 day uh, grace period of you to try this thing out. You're not going to set it back, but believe me, it's an amazing product. We're thrilled with it and it's worth investing in your sleep. So go to Sattva Mattress, S-A-A-T-V-A mattress.com or Loom and Leaf if you prefer memory foam. Thank you, Sattva. Uh, you know, this thing is really funny too in like Latin America for um, nicknames. They, uh, they just call everybody who's Asian Chino. Really? Everybody. And if you're like, yeah, that guy's Korean, they're like, right, it's Chino. Like right. Chinese for yeah. Chinese. Chinese is. That's interesting. Yeah. In Hungary, they just call them pussy eyes. <laughs> yep. Puncisemed. Puncisemed is a is a much more aggressive mm -hmm. and disrespectful well, way. Hungarians are very racist. It's just a matter of Pussy fact. Pussy eyes. Puncisemed. Well, I don't know. It's what my family uh, called them. Yeah, it might be uh, not. It might not represent uh, all of Hungary. <laughs> it might just be your, your all, family. It might just be my racist dad. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I know the proper word is kinoi for. Chinese people, but I don't know if there's any distinction yeah. beyond. It's hilarious because when you're in, you're around Latins, you're like, "Aye, chino," and you're like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll just go ask the Chinese man." Like that's basically <laughs> what they're saying. There's only one version. Yeah, there's just they see an Asian, they're like, "Oh yeah, chino," and then and uh, and then the Asian person will always be like, "What's up?" Like they always <laughs> respond. <laughs> he was saying, uh, "Blue Band was saying that in Farsi, it's something similar." Oh, is that right? Yeah, um, the word that they have for that uh, is just like almond eyes. Um, and the, like when I went to college, one of my friends took a Farsi class uh, because we all knew that that's what they called them. Mm -hmm. And so when they went over like what you call the different races, yeah, they said the word for almond eyes. And my friend was like, isn't that like derogatory though? And someone <laughs> corrected was like, that's the only word we have. That's what we're <laughs> Sorry, we're not yeah. changing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it'd yes, be funny it in like in a, in a Spanish-speaking country. You'd be like, actually, I'm Filipino. They'd be like, hmm, you're Chino, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they'd just tell you. That's what we call you. Well, also, too, they're very open about your shape or your, like, if you're fat, you're a gordo. And they do it like. 100%. Gordo is or not really, really fat, really fat shaming. It's just if you're gordo. really fat, they'll call you flaco. Right. Like no, as, no, I thought flaca is skinny. No, no, it is. Oh, but it's a joke. Like yeah. You're such a fucking So they'll call pig. you gordo or gorda, <laughs> and then they'll be like, you're a big fat ass. They're like, hey, flaco. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, in Hungarian, we just call it disno. It's like a big pig. Yeah. Disno is Again, a pig. Again, that's it's kind of less Listen to this white trash laugh I, I have. You like, how many packs? smoker's fucking laugh. <laughs> Ugh. This is, the, this is the cough I got on the flight home. You're sick. 
I'm telling you, man. I don't know how AIDS. anybody Travel doesn't get AIDS. AIDS from traveling all the time. <laughs> it's the worst. I get sick all the time. You get sick all the time. Then there, we have children, too, on top of it. It makes it worse. <sighs> Fucker. All right. No, I know. Let's, let's, let's get to the show. Let's open the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even done it. I'm still thinking about those freaking needles. Those freaking needles. It's been in everybody's life. I know. It's a real son. It's a real banger. In the car today. He's like, I want to I wanna listen to, uh, I go, what? I was thinking he's going to say, he goes, no more, no more, no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been listening yeah. to one of the versions at the house a lot. Yeah. All right. Let's start the show. Ready? Here yeah. we go. Why isn't that? You're talking to me. I'm a fucking American, you fuck. You don't touch my camera through the fence, you faggot. (laughs) I'm going to talk to the sheriff's department about you, buddy, okay? Go get him. Go get him. (laughs) Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Yeah, this is a pretty nice guy, right? <laughs> well, it's always bold to call the guy in a security outfit yeah. the F word. Yeah. Well, it's also, by the way, the, guy, the guy in the security has done nothing to provoke <laughs> this man. This <laughs> man is happening? just fucking crazy. Where is this? Is um, I'm not sure where this is, something? but this guy is such an asshole that walked <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, I'm on record for a moment. What is this place anyways? What is this place? Um, you don't need to film me. Oh, I, I'm doing a documentary. Listen I don't, here. I don't care. I don't want to be This filmed. is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? You dumb son of a bitch. I'm a private person, and I I'm don't want to be I'm a fucking filmed, American, fuck you film. stupid fuck. fuck I can ask you anything film. I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he starts his morning. This is a morning, too. This guy's like, I'm going to take my dog for a walk, start some shit with this security guy. Like, yeah. There's, this guy did nothing wrong. But drink a 12-er before. Jeez. He looks red in the face, doesn't he? <laughs> Looks a little hammered. I can tell you no anytime I want. You're a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, you cocksucker? You want a baby raper? You're the one who looks like a baby raper. Baby raper, <laughs> Would you escape from jail? What's up there, Chomo? Listen here. What chomo? Do you guys, how do you get a job here, there, fuck face? Well, not by talking like that. <laughs> well, you know what? You're fired, bud. No, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. This guy's whacked out on drugs. Yeah. yeah. Los you know, drogas. I always, one of the great things about seeing clips like these is to remind yourself that people like this are walking around everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's a guy like like that who you think is just like, oh, it's just a guy walking his dog. No. Nope. He wants to come up to you and be like, what's your fucking problem, <laughs> fuck face? That guy's just walking around. He's just waiting for somebody. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so terrifying. You're talking to me? I'm a fucking American, you fuck. You don't touch my camera through the fence, you faggot. I'm going to talk to the sheriff's department about you, buddy, okay? Go get him. Go get him. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the sheriff's department. <laughs> what? You know what? You're fired, okay? You didn't follow proto. What do you, how do you get a job here? You know here. what protocol is? 
Yeah, I take cops' badges all the time doing it. You know who you're talking to? A retired double agent there, I'm you fucking retard. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, fucking double agent. You R word? You are. I don't say the R word. Yeah, you sure you don't. Sure. Okay. You from the insane asylum, buddy. You just lost yeah. your life, okay, as far as your job goes. You threatened my life? No, I told you, you job. You threatened my fucking life? Job, bitch. That's not what you said, asshole. Well, we're changing it to job because you're taking it out of context there. What's your name anyways? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, what are we going to go for, drugs or mental illness? This might be one for Dr. Drew. Mm. I'm I'm I first I thought drugs I'm leaning towards mental illness yeah I would definitely add this to the drew list but yeah I'm going with a combination of the two oh. I think it's mental illness exacerbated <laughs> by alcohol and drugs Oof, interesting combo yeah. now there's some level of delusion and there's something that about about <laughs> um, starting early that kind of <laughs> makes it a fun wait thing. a minute I really am judging <laughs> harder I fuck this don't judge people shit that yeah people, I, I agree I'm really judging harshly these morning drinkers that I keep seeing <laughs> like you know if unless it's spring break you're on vacation like this daily morning drinker type I gotta tell you you're a piece of shit well you think okay? it's bad to wake up and drink alcohol <laughs> what's wrong with you? you're insane of course you're a insane. crazy thing to do the only time it's okay is if you're in first class and they're like do you want a champagne or mimosa that's it. I don't know, man. I, I, or vacation, right? You can drink in the morning yeah, on vacay. Sure. But like, I'm on flights, you know, person next to you, four Bloody Marys. Oh, or, yeah. You know, 6 a.m. flights where the guy's like, you know, they go, like, do you anything? I go, oh, you know, just water. Maybe you want coffee. And the guy's like, can you give me a couple Jack and Cokes? Yeah. Like, it's six o'clock in the morning, yeah. man. Even a Coke at six in the morning is gross. So gross. Wait, now hold on. My theory with this one is that he didn't go to bed. The crazies, they oh, yeah. stay up and they party all night, and then the voices in his head told him that this guy is an F word, R word. I got to tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a reasonable <laughs> theory. It's a, it's a reasonable theory that this guy's not big on getting his hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think he was up walking the dog or getting his exercise in. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I think he was call up. the sheriff's department. <laughs> yeah, I think he was up tweaking hard all night. He got all fired up and he made a theory in his head that this guy is the target and he needs to go straighten this guy out. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. You yeah, fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Touching my camera through the fence, you the faggot. <laughs> okay. Uh, well here's here's the end you want to see how it ends mm, i got it i think big, i got it here's the big I ending think i understand see, see these wire oh, you, you, you just got your job there buddy it's baby raper on your face clothes okay ta-ta there retard <laughs> he didn't follow proto buddy you're done ta-ta there retard please tell me that's a drop that's please tell me we have that ice okay <laughs> uh... ta-ta there retard <laughs> 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 the best this is my favorite drop right now yeah ta-ta there retard one more time ta-ta there retard <laughs> it, it's such a great alliteration tap on the teeth as ta -ta. it goes down ta-ta there retard very nice cadence uh, very fluid i think cadence. we have a second drop <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Please, like lolita uh, yeah you know, saying the same thing. <laughs> Light of my life, fire of my loins. My sin. How do you get a job here, you fuckface? <laughs> How do you get a job here, you fuckface? 
like you expect to be like oh well what you got to do is there's a form that you fill out right he's like glad you asked yeah <laughs> you're asking me a little hostile but jesus how do you get a job here you fuck face <laughs> I like this guy's whole speech. You know, he's he's got he's, he's he might be uh, uh, borderline. He might be like you know, he likes confrontation. He likes come. He's got a behavior. Interesting, issue, you noted because you know? <laughs> people who start with like fuck face, they want they want that action. Mm. You he know what? It. You know what this I'm game about is? That action, boss. This game is like a a wine drinking contest where mm. we we take a glass and then we. What, yeah. what are we smelling? What are the aromas? What are the I notes? Smells <laughs> severe behavioral issues, uh, a lifetime of trauma, drug use, alcoholism, Untreat untreated mental illness, doesn't mm. sleep very much, abandons therapy, and violent tendencies. Let's see. We have yes, with three years in prison back in '96. Yep. Yeah, subtle notes of rage and depression. I'm gonna go with here's voices. Here's I, I'm voices. hearing a lot of schizophrenic notes. I'm gonna go with no marriages. <laughs> no, can't maintain relationships. I'm going. Ta-ta, they're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> you got that smoker's laugh too. Have you noticed that? And that's mm -hmm. her natural laugh. Yeah. You sound like dastardly dog when you laugh. I do. I do. I know. What is that, Flem? Yeah. It's always there. Flem is always no. Flem's not always there. Well, how come you laugh like you're you've been smoking for? I don't know. Twenty seven. I don't know. It's just how I laugh. I know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Get it looked at. Yeah. I'll get <sighs> it looked at. You fucking retard. Bye bye, you filthy animal. But it sounds like that Home Alone thing. Yeah. yeah. Keep the, the change, change, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's ta ta, you retard. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Keep the change. Keep the change. Ta-ta, they're retarded. <laughs> Don't you wish McCulloch Golkin would have said that? Yeah. Ta-ta. And waved. He's ta -ta. like six years old, seven. Ta-ta, you retard. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, did you miss me? I was gone. You win. <laughs> I was gone. I went to Milk Donkey. I went to Shit Cargo. And I went to um, Momston Massive Huge Tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was fucking insane. I mean, I'm talking theaters full of mommies. Sue Woo. Literally. And that's everybody was screaming, Sue Woo, which is a gang thing. And Annie was expressing some concern. What do you mean? Why are you acting like you're just learning that now? I forgot. <laughs> okay. What do you think people are saying it from? I remember the TikTok. You remember that guy? Yeah. Who was like. Call me fake blood, Suwu motherfucker. Right, but I didn't know that Suwu was like a shout out to the Crips. Yeah, or something. it's like let's get down. It's like Suwu. we're ready to do this. But Annie, what it's does a battle Su cry? <laughs> well, what does Suwu stand? It's short for something. Yes. No. Suwu? Yeah. It's 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 exactly what you said. It's like a battle cry, but it's not for Crips. It's for Bloods. Oh, for bloods, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> fake ass blood. Get trying. my affiliation right straight. Yeah, obviously you're a false ass blood, but if you weren't, <laughs> you would not. <laughs> uh, Here, here's a reminder. Right. Here's a reminder. Okay. All right. This public announcement goes out to all you bitch-ass niggas that motherfucker claim that I'm a false blood. <laughs> right. Bitch, call me out and see if I'm a motherfucking false blood. You niggas don't work no wreck. Suwoo, bitch-ass niggas. Right, right. <laughs> Dude right. is not playing And by the way... He's not playing games. I do not doubt his uh, dedication to the cause. No. 
Now, I have a couple of TikTok the man. updates. I won't bore you with the clips this week. I've just yeah. been putting them straight on my Insta stories. Thank you. At the Christina P. I put them all there. You may look at my stories. I keep them up to date. Couple of notes. Um, unfortunately, at 95 Pigeons was let go from his job. Duty. What? Yeah. Yeah. 95 Pigeons. That's the guy who did the. Um, my One of my favorite TikTokers. A big tic- that was the one where he goes, oh, he poured the coffee. He goes, I wish this coffee. <laughs> This coffee was your your spit. Yeah, no, this is uh, uh, really this, this good was work. this was my spit in the cup with yeah. your mouth, and then he poured the coffee into the mug, and then it overflowed. <laughs> and he's like, "Wouldn't that be nice?" And he just smiles. <laughs> it's so um, funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, and I recently reposted one of him. He spits a, 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 in a frying pan at his job, and I I don't I'm not saying it's my fault, but I. I think he was let go because of the they someone found the TikTok. No, so yeah, it's not your fault. Uh, that would definitely be on him for spitting in a pan at work. It was good. It was a. It's on my Insta stories. If you want to see the one in question, he okay. did a great job. So if anybody would like to offer ninety five pigeons a new gig, I think he'd be open to that. Maybe you, you, could you get him to promise not to do that? Yeah, at work, yeah. I think lesson learned. I mean, also the I heard you bitches was looking for me. Um, she's very close to being fired from her McDonald's gig right now. It looks like it's about to happen. So if you want to give her a gig too, you may reach out to how often, her. How often, because I don't know, how often does she post that, you know what I mean? The variants of, I heard uh, you bitches look for me. Bitch, here I go. Bitch, here I go. Yeah. Every day. She does Every day? different variants. And I think the problem is that she's been doing it at work in her McDonald's uniform. Uh-huh. And I think management's coming down on her for that, you know? Yeah. And they're trying to find other ways to squeeze her out, but... You know. Yeah. Well. I wish we could uh, find that. You can't find that one. The best, spit one. best to uh, to both of them. Um, and yeah, I hope somebody hires 95 Pigeons. How was it? Did you ride the choo-choo train? I did. I rode the chooch from Milwaukee to Chicago. And it's so fun. I think it's such a fun. It's so exciting. And I, I think I'm far more excited than most people. You got me my Beats by Dre headphones. headphones yeah. And now I feel way cooler than i am wearing those around town they're, they're super comfortable they're so good yeah it got me thinking though first of all what what is life like when i'm not around for you what do you do because i came home and i noticed you were sleeping on my side of the bed so that got me thinking what else are you up to when i'm not home what yeah. do you what's the variant in your routine I'm trying to think it's really it's I, it's not that much different it used to be different when we didn't have kids when we didn't have kids and you left town I would feel like this very bizarre sense of not knowing what to do, not feeling grounded. Yeah. And I would stay up till four or five in the morning every Mm -hmm, night mm -hmm. and just like, you know, I would eat at like 2 a.m. I wouldn't cook anything. Pace the floor. Yeah, I would just be like, "Mm." (laughs) I would not. And then you'd come home. I'd be like, oh, it's time to kind of (laughs) behave like an adult. Yeah, yeah. It's different when you have kids now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely watched a bunch of serial killer shit. Yeah. That, uh, and as loud as you wanted, because I wasn't trying to sleep next to you, I'm assuming. Yeah. So that was that's one of the big differences. Yeah. I mean, what else? It's, it's not that much different. What, what about your masturbation routine? Yeah. Your... Sometimes I try to save it for you. So you have a nice treat when you get home. <laughs> so I try not to waste it. You know, it was really neat this morning. I'm clearly not. I'm under the weather. I'm coughing. Yeah. I'm sick. And what did you say to me as I was getting ready? I don't know. What did I say? You're like, are we going to do it or what? Because it'll make you feel better. Oh, yeah. I thought it would make you feel better. Because <laughs> you said you weren't feeling good. 
And you thought intercourse would help my car. I mean, I thought a brief, like a brief <laughs> in, out, in, out might make you be like, oh, I feel better now. <laughs> you know? Thanks. I mean, it's I don't so know. Considered. I still don't understand how it's a problem. Well, I don't really feel very good. Yeah, but maybe you'll feel better. That's what I was trying to say. Like, do you want to feel better? <laughs> or do you want to stay sick? Anyways, I noticed um, when you're gone, my routine's really stringent, actually. Really? Yeah, I, I follow, like oh, I put the kids down, and then it's bitsy time. She and I that hang is different. aggressively. That is different. She's my girl. I hang more with Bitsy. Yeah. I bond with her more when you're gone, because yeah. it is just us, mm -hmm. right? When you're there, Bitsy's there, and we spend time, but when you're we gone- We just kind of kick her off the bed. And yeah, yeah. When, when you're gone, we, we, we spend a lot more yeah. close time, more pets. More pets for more her. Cuddles, <laughs> more cuddles, more belly scratches. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I definitely wear rattier pajamas, and I look shittier when you're not around. Like, I don't make much of an effort, but then when you're home, I, I want to look nice, you know? So yeah. I'll put on makeup and stuff. I feel like when you're gone, I really step up my game, you know? I take care of myself. I put on cologne, <laughs> try to see what's going on out there. You know what I mean? What's going on out there? That's stupid. I see who's... So now that I didn't milk your donkey yeah. before your trip, you're about to leave tonight. Yeah. Is, does this mean you're going to get sexually gratified on the road? I don't know. Means whatever <laughs> happens, happens. What's wrong with that? You're going <clears> to <throat> get it at somewhere else because I didn't put out today. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Yeah. You're Anyways, acting like it's not even a possibility. That is so stupid. I, it's not. It's not happening. Not with our fans. I get hit on a lot. Please. I get hit Who's on. Who's hitting lot, on you? A lot of. Who's chicks. hitting on you? What kind of girls? Very good-looking girls. I was wearing my, <laughs> uh, my Saudi Arab hat. <laughs> and uh, you know, you saw Whitney Cummings spotted me. She did. She lives uh, just down the street. And she was like, "Hey, that's um, that's a really hot hat you have on." <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks." Um. And then she was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was you. I just thought it was like this hot guy wearing this cool hat. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there's the there's 95 pigeons. Thing. 95 pigeons. And then there's. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. And then a couple as soon as she walked away, I was like, leave me alone. I'm trying to work out these two other girls. They were Stop. like, you look pretty hot. Are you okay. alone? Are you walking alone? I was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and then they follow me and they, they like showed me their tits. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> OK, so anyways, that just you're in maximum dad mode. With this look, mm -hmm. I came up with a stellar "Would you rather" on the road. Oh, okay. It's what been is a it? long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, that's a Terry. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Are you ready for my "Would you rather"? Yeah. Okay. This is for everybody to play. So listen up, you guys. Would you rather? Well, no, it's not really that. It's more like an option. Okay. You can eat anything you want and be thin. Like you can be your ideal weight. And eat anything you want. Basically, you're any. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to take an inch off your peener. Okay. And you can be your ideal weight for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes? Yeah. And that's it? Okay. What's the other? <laughs> There's no other. I'm just saying, like, would you do this thing? Yeah. To, but, to take an inch off of your peener? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Nadav? Well, I mean, like, if I'm any weight that I want to be, I yes. feel like I'm already going to gain some inches on my peener. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, so Boy. I feel like it's kind of like, you know, what I lose, I've already gained. 
Okay. So what are you saying? I'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Of course, I would do it. And he's already there. Yeah. Any. Yeah, I mean, I got the best of both worlds. So like, <laughs> I got enough to spare on the peener. I'm going to be my ideal weight forever. So it's yeah. Yeah, sure okay, I'll take it. All right. Everybody has their gift. Everybody has their gift. <laughs> okay, what about height? You can eat what you want, stay thin, but you have to be five inches shorter. than Five you inches five. shorter? Five oh, inches. Oh, sorry, that's too much. It's pretty that's dramatic. What about, oh, that's, that's a good amount. No, then they, no. These, no? I'm not going to drop down five inches. Yeah. No, that's a whole. That's a whole new world. Yeah. It's a life of change. Yes, that's what. That's I the know, point. but it, it would revamp who I am as a human being. Right, but you're skinny and you can I eat know, whatever you want. No, it's a different experience. I don't want it. No. You guys, eat anything you want, but five inches shorter. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm. I'm already under six feet. I feel like I can't. I can't do that. Because I'm like five ten. So what? I'm going to be. Some five five loser. <laughs> Pass. Real nice way of putting that. Yeah, geez. I would do it for the height thing. I guess I could be my vag would be looser. Is that the mm -hmm. an inch looser? My vag. No, no. Your your vag would be five inches looser. No, no. The, the first scenario, my my vag would be an, like, an inch like gaper. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah, okay. To be skinny, so I'd have it sewn up. No, it doesn't work like that. You I have, just you have to have that super loose roast beef. And then... <laughs> then I'd do, bit, I'd do butt sex. And then you... I'd sure. start to learn to do butt sex like Nikki sure. Glaser. Sure. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would not. You would... You'd have your super loose vag. Yeah. And then you'd be like, all these guys, you'd, you'd be like, oh, well, I could have all these options. Look at all these guys. That's then, the problem. And then there'd be like three of them in you at the same time. And they're like, we still can't feel it. Okay. Two inches off your peener. Now you're taking more dick size away? I'm taking more dick size. Two inches is kind of significant. Two inches off your peener. One, you can kind of be like, all right, but two, I mean, there's not that much to work with. Well, that's like, that's the catch, right? Like you're going to attract all these sweet honeys. Because you're all fit and shit. But the body of your dreams. You get to have the body of your dreams. But I'm taking two inches off your peener. Uh, I'm just going to stick with how I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just deal with it. You tune it up? Two's a lot, yeah. Two's a lot. Two's a lot, dude. Two. Let's see. I mean, maybe not for any, though. Here we go. <laughs> so this is this is one inch right here. That is not what it is. <laughs> so you got, let's see. That's basically like two inches, bro. So that's a lot of dong. Yeah, from your ding ding. Mm -mm. <laughs> my, my sloppy vag would be that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would just be like, you know, I would just be who I am, and if someone doesn't like it, I would just be like, <laughs> ta ta, they're retarded. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ta ta, they're retarded. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. I got to the. I got to the train station early because I don't really take trains and I yeah. was like a nervous Nelly. And um, I ate breakfast at the Amtrak station. It's a fucking bad idea. It was so disgusting. Yeah. It was such a stupid idea. I'm like, what am I Trains thinking? make me nervous. Yeah, not, I get not, so nervous. Not yeah. riding a train. Right. Uh, because I don't ride them regularly. Yes. It's the, the boarding. Like I actually, I, I went up to a guy at uh, Penn Station who was talking to someone there. and I tapped him on the shoulder and he looked at his shoulder. But like as is to, to signify why are you touching me he was like 
And I go, oh, uh, hi, I just uh, supposed to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I go, I just, I just want to make sure, because I get, I get nervous. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm in the right spot. And he was like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, what? I don't like their system either. I'm like, why isn't it on I the know. board? And they're like, when it's ready to board, it'll pop up on the on that, that board. I'm that like, gives me panic. Like, what so, if I'm not but looking? But it is leaving from here? Yeah, but it doesn't say it anywhere. Mm-mm, not till they're ready to go. And you're like, all right, well, that's, yeah. It's, it's anxiety. Not a, it's not a system that would make you feel at ease. You know? I agree, yeah. So. Anyways, it, it freaked me out. Um, I, but I do love, like, I love the train ride. I love I it. love a juju ride. I wish I could take them more often. You can actually take one from here to Seattle. Really? How yeah. long does that take, though? Like, double the time, huh, on oh, Amtrak? A couple days, I'm sure. Fuck that. That's too much, bro. I don't want that. But they didn't serve any food, which bothers me. I hate feeling like there's no way to eat food in a travel area. Mm. I, I get very nervous. At least give me a snacky snack. Yeah, give me a snack. Or water. I get very upset. Oh, oh there at, it is. Look at that. Look at the chooch there, yeah. All right, get, pull up. Uh, oh, yeah. it takes forever, dude. I looked at it one time, I think. Hit many the years um, ago. experience. Is the experience there or destinations? But I'd want to take a fancer train. Not the freaking Amtrak. You had it. The dirty Amtrak. Right? So isn't that... All right. Oh, that's where all the Amtrak goes. Wow, dang. You could go all the way across the U.S. pretty you much. You can. I know, man. Choo-choo. I want to take... I always do that choo-choo. when I'm on those trains, too. <laughs> I talk too. I talk to like the people that work on it like I'm a kid. I go, the choo-choo going to go <laughs> keep going? And they're like, yep. And I go, is it scary? <laughs> it like, is scary. No, sir. Like, okay, will you make choo choo noise? And they're like, all right. <laughs> I do get excited though. It's so fun to go on a choo choo. How long does it say? Can you, can you see it or not? Hours. That shit's going to take days to get to looking. Meat Rattle. Yeah. Dude, from LA to Meat Rattle, about at least two days, three days. That's what I was guessing. Yeah. But I don't you think days. that would be a kind of an awesome ride. No, not on an Amtrak. I would do like the Orient Express. No, no, they, these have sleeper cars. These aren't. But like, are they like nice ones, or are they like what do you tiny, mean? like dorms? Thirty-three hours. Damn, that's got to be nice, right? Doesn't, that's your bunk bed. Does, doesn't it have? <laughs> you have to get a bunkie. <laughs> does, does it have like some image of what the train is like? There it is. There's your drawing. There's your bunkie. It's like prison. No, no. No, dude, that's fucking nah, 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 bro. Look at that. Looks like a fucking changing table. That looks terrible. There's got to be a nice one. And stuff. There has nah, to be a nice bro. one. Of course there is. Coach, business class seat. Let's see. There's there's definitely a nice one. I'm sure. Okay. There's no way. Complimentary bottle of water in business class. Oh. <laughs> oh snap. Stepping it up. But I did take a lot of Uber. Your Uvas. I took a lot of Uvas. And um, had a lot of people driving me around. Oh, that looks horrifying. Looks like a dorm room. Got like a four people crammed in to that I gotta prison say, cell. They're not really selling it on their no. site. No, <laughs> it looks terrible. With the, yeah. You don't want to spend that. 33 hours in there with in the, the shoe? Oh, <laughs> in the special housing unit of Amtrak? No. Yeah. They're just, they should, they should have a photo. This drawing is not. Oh, look, there's you and I. We could be. Up there. Scroll yeah. up. There's Tom and I holding hands. Look at the toilets right by your head, too. That's nice. Yeah. It is just like a prison cell. Look at that. Look, scroll scroll down. A, you got a living room. Scroll you can take down a there. shit right where you're sleeping. That's fun. More. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay, so it's bad. not terrible. No. I think it'd be fun. 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to take these guys on a train. Wait, scroll ride. up, Nadav. I want to see Tom and I sitting together, arm in arm. Up, up, up. There we are. There you are. Yep. She's giving him a hand job under the paper. No, she's not. Yeah, you don't see her other arm. See? You know, where's her other hand? It's on her Bible. Right now, she's like, don't you like how you can <laughs> eat whatever you want and not gain weight? <laughs> Your dicks can fit in my hand now. She's jerking them off. Oh, yeah. You're so thin. <laughs> That's really nice. Can you imagine taking a shit on Even that? Even this, this photos like they don't. Babe, listen. Their to whole me. marketing division needs to get. Fired. It needs help. It's really like. A bad. Why are the elderly on? You should make it cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> Those uh, people are fucking old. They shouldn't be on a train. Listen. Yeah. Do you think you fucking retard? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it would be hard to take a dump on the Amtrak though? Because you know how it's like. It's moving. I can dump there, no problem. No oh, problem. Oh no, I don't think I could dump on the plane. We're gonna do a family. I mean, we're church. gonna do a family train ride. No, please. Yeah. No, it's there settled. <laughs> like like that. Who's this guy? This rapist. Did you see my caption? It was pretty good. Yeah, you want to get into porn? I was like, you trying to break into the adult <laughs> business? Are you tested and willing to work? Holler at me. It kind of looks like that, right? No, it's not. Kind of definitely looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, looking good. Mr. Ladybug right there. Ladybug Mecca. Um, Changing like seasons. I was walking in I was walking out of a Rite Aid and this black lady who was, I don't know, probably like in her twenties, she goes, Okay, Ladybug. <laughs> nah. I was wearing that shirt. Oh, I and love it. And I when go, what? And she goes, shit. Mr. Ladybug. Okay, white shirt. Like, I was like, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna adopt that nickname right now. I like when people do that. Yep. So that's who I, that's how I go by. It's endearing, isn't it? Mr. Ladybug? Yeah. Yeah. It's like sounds like come here, Sugarfoot. It just feels like a good, good I like nickname. It. I like it. What would my nickname be? Your nickname? Uh Milk Flaps. I knew it. Donkey Tits. Donkey Tits is good. I like Donkey mm -hmm. Tits. I'm gonna write that down. DJ Donkey What's Tits. What's up? Two percent? Yeah. Two percent milk? Yep. Welcome is only two percent. You don't think I can make whole milk? Okay. Whole milk then. What's up, almond tits? That's another good one. <laughs> Stupid. That's a good Stupid. one. Oh, but one thing I did have a lot of when I was taking my uvas yeah. is the driver who looks in the rear view mirror as they're having a conversation with you so they can make eye contact. I hate that shit. And I hate it so much. I discourage it constantly. It's not safe to do, sir. One time I don't we had need your eye contact. A guy pick us up when we lived in the South Bay and we he was <laughs> driving, he was looking, talking, he was like, Yeah, yeah, and then he was like <laughs> you know what else is crazy is and he he would turn oh fully to talk and this is on the 405 like you know you're driving 65 75 Stupid. miles an hour fuck that's so dumb bro it's so unsafe i don't need you fucking i don't need you to look at me look like i can talk to you and i don't have to look at you go ahead and talk Tom. yeah hey see so, it works well, that was really good test yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good example of how that works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it does work. And I took a lot of squirrely dumps on this trip, man. Yeah. Like you would not believe. Mm hmm Where you're like, you're, you make the brown and then you're like, I can't believe I'm making more brown right now. Like it's all soft serve and it was so much. Ugh. I had the shit to shower a few times on this journey. Okay. No, like your dumps weren't squirrely. I'd, I'd, I've had nice dumps. All right. While you were gone, I had really nice dumps. Just saying I did. If you're interested, they were really nice. 
Uh, this episode of Your Mom's House is also brought to you by Between Two Ferns. The web series is now a movie coming to Netflix September 20th. It's called Between Two Ferns, the movie. It stars Zach Galifianakis, who struggles with time to turn his low-budget internet show into a respectable network talk show. There are too many celebrity cameos to read in this ad space, but it's a lot, easily in the 20 to 30 range, I think. Between Two Ferns, the movie will be available for streaming September 20th on the popular internet movie service, Netflix. They don't just do DVDs anymore. Gene? Oh, okay. We all love to refresh our snack drawers, but when's the last time you refreshed your sock drawer? If you can't remember, it's probably time for an upgrade. Bomba socks are made with comfort innovations like arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed. All socks speak for super comfortable. They come in hundreds of colors and styles, making them perfect for men, women, and kids. We have so many pairs of Bomba socks in our sock drawer. Um, Tom and I share a sock drawer. Yeah. I love them. They fit like no other sock. Um, the colors are fun. I highly recommend Bombas. Um, they also have a new line of merino wool socks that are made from soft, warm, and naturally moisture-wicking merino wool designed with all of Bombas' classic comfort features. From keeping cool and dry on your morning run to staying comfortable in your office, freezing air conditioning, Bombas socks are ready to work as hard as you do. And for every pair of socks you buy, I love this, Bombas will donate a pair to someone in need. Isn't that cool? I think that's yes. just the best. Bombas are what feet daydream about. Buy your Bombas at Bombas, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash mom today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash mom for 20% off. Bombas.com slash mom. Nice. And don't forget to check out the uh, merch store, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. Uh, so a bunch of things sold out during the last sale. We're restocking. We have some new stuff coming out in a couple of weeks. So we're excited about that. Thank you very much for supporting it. Um, it's almost time to take a break because we're going to have a guest here very I soon. Can't. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, let's get into some shows, right? Some dates yeah. coming up. Let's some shows. Some shows. All right. Some shows. Some shows. Some shows. Those freaking needles. Those freaking needles, way. No acupuncture no more. No acupuncture Ooh, no more. I like more. this one too. Yeah, this is a jam, bro. This is a uh, <laughs> Catatonia. <laughs> really like by it. By Kanan. He likes it, yeah. This is dope. All right. Who's going first? I'll go. I'll go. Oh, oh. you go. No, I'm going to be. You're on the road now. Yeah. San Jose, Love Oakland, San Jose. Love Oakland, and Los Angeles oh, and Santa oh. Barbara. That is this week. Please, uh, if you haven't gotten tickets, San Jose still has a few. The early show on the 20th. Well, excuse me, the only show on the 20th in Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. That has uh, a few tickets available. Then I am off for a little stretch before I go to El Paso, uh, Tucson. Phoenix has a few tickets left and the Late Show in Denver on the 28th. The other one is sold out. Then I go to Des Moines, Lincoln, Sioux City, Minneapolis, and Fargo. Minneapolis has tickets available to the Late Show uh, and Fargo is nearly sold out. Try to get tickets to that. 
while you can. Uh, then it's off to Europe for me. Oh my god! And I've added uh, a second show, by the way, November 7th in New York City. And I've added a second show the next night in Ben Salem. Um, very excited to do that. Plus Buffalo, Syracuse. And finally, a late show, a fourth show has been added in Austin. That is November 17th. Very excited. Thank you so much. TomSegura.com slash tour for all those shows. Gene? Excite. So I'm doing a kind of a residency at Flappers uh, here in Burbank. I'm doing a brand new material in the YooHoo room every Thursday starting this week, uh, the 19th. Come and see me in the YooHoo. Just very intimate. I just like to fart around. And then September 22nd, I'm doing the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas. That's a festival, guys. So you'll just see me do a spot there. September 26th, back at Burbank in the YooHoo Room. Nashville, Zanies, October Great. 3rd through 5th. Yes, October 10th, I'm back at Flappers in the YooHoo. Um, October 17th, Irvine, Sperm Vine, California, the Sperm Vine Improv, November 22nd. Seattle at the Neptune. Tickets are almost gone for that one. Same with Portland at the Aladdin Theater, November 23rd. Get them now. Christina P. Online. The shit is moving fast, yo. You know, uh, the Neptune's where I shot most of the stories. I know. I, I, that's why I love it. It's like a it's a good feeling. It didn't, um, isn't Allie. that where Allie did hers too? Allie Wong I love did it. Uh, Baby Cobra there. Yeah, it's it's like a friend thing. Yep, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, all right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, that you'll never register and then well I'll tell you why we tell them I order lunch for you guys I try yeah. to order gas or s- gassy foods so that you guys fart a lot and that you'll fart in the fart mic fart mic's upset on Twitter okay will you fart I don't think so <coughs> alright we'll see you soon bye okay this is wild I cannot believe you're actually sitting here because <laughs> we've you know I've known who you are for so long Sometimes when you do these shows, you're like, there's no fucking way that person, like I'm meeting this person. You know what I mean? I've seen them from a distance. And now you're sitting here, um, jackass alum, uh, wild man, comedian, dog owner, (laughs) all around good guy, Steve-O. So thank you for coming today. I'm very happy you're here. Thank you for having me. First of all, let me just say, I think it's amazing that you're alive. Yeah. (laughs) And in one piece. I, I agree. You know, I can't hear anything in the headphones. Oh, his headphones so, uh, you I'll, just, I'll just say, fuck it. If, if you guys can hear, then I'm good. Okay. No, because we got stuff to show. Uh, uh, we have videos and crap. Uh, we're yeah. setting Potter. <laughs> okay. We're out to a terrible start. But there, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great way to get going. Very professional thank here. <laughs> oh, I have to ask you a question. I've heard nothing now. but, but uh, fantastic things from everybody I told that I'm coming here today. Aww. Yeah. Well, have, uh, uh, Stephen Randolph uh, uh-huh. was here. Yes. And he told us um, this, you know, well, a bunch of crazy shit. But one of them was how, like, he was in the building, like the Hustler building, and sure. you guys were there. And, and he was an intern for Big Brother magazine, yes. which was uh, the incubator for Jackass. Mm-hmm. Just like a bunch of reckless skateboarders, right? Right. What it was was uh, this just this magazine that was started by uh, like a, a skateboard company tycoon who uh, just wanted to have a pet project making a magazine that served essentially no purpose whatsoever other than to be just completely inappropriate. That's awesome. And that wildly offensive. Yeah. 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 Uh, he had a company, like a conglomeration of companies, and there he would promote his companies like with these absurd ads. Like one was uh, 
for the skateboard company, and it was just a picture of a kid with a gun in his mouth, a little kid with a gun in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it said the name of the skateboard company and just kill yourself. <laughs> and uh, that was like, you know, part for the course for how this guy, Steve Rocco, promoted his skateboard companies. But when the Kill Yourself ad arrived at Thrasher Magazine and, and Transworld Skateboard Magazine, they both said, hey, we're not printing this. They sent it back. And sort of uh, indignant, this guy said, oh, yeah, you don't like my fucking ads? How about fuck you? I want to run any, I'm going to start my own magazine. So this that's, was the, wow. That, that was how Big Brother started, was just fuck you. And he didn't want to put anything in the pages of Big Brother uh, unless it was like would not be suitable or allowed in another any magazine. other magazine that's so that was like awesome. sort of the bar and they that's put, very punk rock of this guy oh he's mm-hmm. fucking epic yeah it's, his name's steve rocco there's a whole thing and um they came out with like you know and they like smart people and like legitimate journalism so when they wrote articles like how to buy crack you know like <laughs> they, they, it was real right you know like the, the 10 most effective ways to commit suicide totally real it was filled with nudity it had like you know for the for their cover concepts they would actually like put together a, a stack of bibles set it on fire and have like a pro skateboarder dressed up as satan holding a pitchfork jumping over it you know that's awesome yeah they crucified people they did all kinds of uh, <laughs> awesome stuff and um then uh, when they put out their their uh, kids issue well, this was for like the, the, the best, very young skateboarders in the world. Yeah. And, and Ryan Sheckler, was, there was an eight-year-old Ryan Sheckler on the cover. And uh, they were just saying horrible things to these, to these kids and asking them, if they, the kids, if it would make you a pro skateboarder, would you fuck your mother? You know, <laughs> shit like that. And, and that, was yeah. what, that was what pushed the, them over the limit, you know, where, where at least, you know, people got outraged. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Larry Flint found out about this when there was like, oh, this kid's issue and they're, what they're doing with these little kids. And Larry Flint viewed it as uh, an, an exciting First Amendment kind of a thing. And sure. so he uh, bought, Steve Rocco sold Big Brother magazine to Larry Flint. And I was in the first magazine, <clears throat> the first issue that was published by Larry Flint was the one that uh, had my article, which was called The Burning Boy Festival, where I burnt this skin off half my face and... <laughs> And, uh, and that was how my career essentially started. Mm. But when Larry Flint bought the magazine from Steve Rocco, uh, the editor-in-chief, you know, the, 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 the creative guy was Jeff Tremaine, mm-hmm. who would mm-hmm. go on to right. uh, create Jackass yeah. and, yeah, and direct all the movies. And Jeff Tremaine knew uh, Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and they had, like, every so often, Big Brother, with all of the filth, all of the fucked up shit that was in Big Brother magazine periodically there would be like a video where you got to see like the behind the scenes of everything that had gone into the magazine. And these Big Brother videos were wildly popular, super popular. And uh, Jeff Tremaine, who was in charge of making those videos, reached out to Spike Jones and he said, hey Spike, I think, uh, you know, with with this crazy cult following this popularity of our videos, he says, I really don't think anybody gives a fuck about the skateboarding that's in there. He says, I think if we subtract the skateboarding from the Big Brother videos, then what's left over could make a great TV show. And so they just put together a video like of everything except the skateboarding, which left uh, 
Yeah, me and Knoxville and Wee Man and Chris Pontius, and it was just that simple. So wait, were you guys? Because like this, is, I'm sure you've told this story a bunch, so I apologize. Yeah, but it's like, all good, man. I but, love this. The the there's actually a documentary about the like the the origins of Jackass, and it's called uh, Dumb. Dumb. It's just called Dumb. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, it's called Dumb: The Story of Big Brother Magazine. When you guys wow. you guys were all buddies, and you were all, I guess you know, obviously skateboarding fucking around, having fun, making each other laugh. Are you, cause most of the world is introduced to you on this show and in the movies as part of this clique, but as like the fucking most outrageous, like doing the crazy, were you doing that to like amuse your friends before the cameras? Like, were they like, hey, who's gonna well, yeah. jump off this fucking thing and crack their head? You're like, I'll do it. Like um, I'll set my hair on fire and all this. Yes. Um, I was a disturbed child from, from you were. the onset. Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I had a really a really rough go at, at childhood. Really? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Like I was um, like so driven, so compelled to really try to win the favor of my peers. Yeah. And I was so aggressive about it, so like overwhelming, and like that it brought about the opposite results I was seeking. What about like? <laughs> you know, well, wait, hold on. But what does that mean? Like, well, you, that, you, like that's you, actually you, something I, what, that my sixth grade teacher wrote on my report card. It said Steve uh, so wants the approval, and. Uh, you know, whatever the you know the attention the and attention, the adulation, the approval, yeah. the you know uh, of his peers, and uh, what he does, you know, to to brings about the opposite result. Oh, and, it like ends up horrifying uh, them. And right, like like here, okay, here's a story that I've distinctly told before, but it's quick and it's fucked up. So, and it's a, uh, I was in fifth grade attending um, school in London, England. Because um, you grew up in different countries. I grew up, so. yeah. Uh, by the time I was uh, four, I had lived in three different countries oh and spoken gosh. three different languages. Oh my, really? What is this? Yeah. Military. Uh, my dad was a big corporate hotshot. Okay. Uh, so which? Executive. Just run us really quickly through the born countries. Yeah, born in England. Okay. Uh, six months old, moved to Brazil. Spoke my first words in Portuguese because I was raised by live-in maids, mm -hmm. and because my dad was the president of all of Pepsi Cola in all of Brazil. <laughs> okay. Whoa! <laughs> That's uh, which he describes as uh, like uh, his first like I don't know a startup entry-level job or something. He was a fucking badass, my yeah. dad. And so then he got promoted to uh, all of running all of Pepsi Cola in like all of South America. And um, so then when I was two, we moved to Venezuela. Jesus. And I spoke fluent Spanish in nursery school. Oh, my God. And then God. Um, when I was four, we moved to uh, uh, Darien, Connecticut. I forget <laughs> if that was still Pepsi. I think it was. And then he became a big tobacco CEO, and we moved to Miami. Wow. And then he, he ran... Uh, like Del Monte canned foods and like all of like uh, Asia, Africa. Or something, and where you was know? your mom in all this? She was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. explains uh, mom, the addiction. Mom's side later. of the family. Like mom's side of the family, alcoholism does not skip a generation. Gotcha. It has not ever skipped right. a generation. Gotcha. It's actually never missed a leaf on the tree. The family right. tree is... Everybody. The roots are all soaked oh, in gin. Oh, it's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, that's why I was so <laughs> eager to get a vasectomy. <laughs> 
is that why? Yeah, but. Well, that and because I always had that cool stunt idea, the vasectomy Olympics. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle Steve-o. this. So much yeah, to go that through. That makes people here. faint um, at my on my new tour. Wait, let's go. Let's go back to so the story. story. Okay, yeah. So, um, well, the uh, the story with the I'm in tenth grade and it, it, sorry, I'm ten years old in fifth grade. Um, I, I, it was like my, my the last of my baby teeth. The, you know, right? And yeah. I, I had enough experience oh, with teeth coming out yeah. that I knew that right when it first, uh, you know, feels a little bit loose, but it's not like, it's just starting to get loose. That if you rip it out, like, <laughs> re, like really, like, sort of violently, like, you know, prematurely, it's going to bleed a lot. Uh-huh. Right? And so, and this is like, my, you know, I had this experience. So I walked into my Spanish class, and there was this, uh, like, like pretty girl in the class who I would otherwise would have been terrified to sit next to. But on this particular day, I, I walked in class and I, I went right to sit next to the pretty girl. And I, I said to her, I don't have to be in class today. I can leave whenever I want. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was like, you know, like whatever, like you weirdo, you know? <laughs> and uh, so then sure enough, class started. And, and I just grabbed this tooth and I just ripped it out and there's just all this blood. And, uh, you know, I let the blood be like coming out of my mouth and I raised my hand to the teacher and I said, teacher, I need to go to the nurse. She saw the blood and she said, go, go, you know, of course, go to the nurse. And I stood up and turned to the chick and I was like, I told you so. <laughs> like, and I just went like, get, like prancing and dancing around through the hallways of the school, just like the little creep that I was. Just bleeding yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then pain isn't an issue with, like, it how is. do you deal with pain? I don't have any spectacular or uh you know an unusual pain threshold i just have like such uh an overdeveloped need for attention <laughs> wow i consider myself a world-class attention whore. but that's fascinating though <laughs> that's really actually really interesting well that, you're talking to two stand-up comics yeah, we're, I'm sure, but, yeah we get it but it's also like it it's i mean i think it's important a for people to know that yeah. it's not that like you should you should definitely not try Steve-O shit at home. <laughs> I don't Whoa. think people do, right? Well, well right. some I mean, probably right. do. There, there's, there's been plenty of that, but the, yeah. the, the finger of blame hasn't been pointed at me or my buddies no. for a long time. Now the, the internet is kind of... Yeah, taken yeah. off on its own. <laughs> yeah, no, there's that. What is that? That human... You know, that dude there's def- so many super great things. Superhuman. You've seen that guy? Superhuman? The, the, ju- the juggalo who just jumps off of his back porch onto oh, this guy. different... Um, you know, it's it's always Super like. I mean, that's a pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's misspelled, but uh, he, it's always him jumping off of his back porch like this. Oh, here you go. Yeah. And so he just he says, you know, like, this is. It's always for juggalos and juggalos. And he's able to keep it fresh and exciting. I don't know. <laughs> that's the tricky part. It's always shirtless, and then he just. Fuck this shit! Oh, he got a haircut. <laughs> yep. He does it on the barbed wire, on the right. like an old air I conditioner. I kind of wanted to see. He was so face forward, like it, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't How do you know. feel about it? How does that make you feel? Um, You're like rookie machine, you know. I'm not. I, mean, you, I don't want to like you know, talk bad, but I will say that doesn't look good. You're the expert. You're the. Like jumping on the barbed wire. I know. I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, oh no. Oh, oh shit! Oh, that sucks. By, but yeah, that's. Well, let me. 
Yeah. There, there, there's a kid who uh, who caught my attention online, you know, um, like a really overweight kid, and he was like strapping fireworks all around himself, and and uh, he called it like a suicide vest or something, and it was like, uh, and um, <laughs> um, and I really like, I thought it was really great, you know, yeah. and I, and I I, I posted it. And uh, we actually arranged for the kid to come out and, and film. And I'm thinking, this kid is so next level gnarly. Like, like, yeah. like just like, and, uh, and, and by my house, I go on this hike and there's all these cactuses. So I thought, you know, okay, like, you know, <laughs> the kid would probably be happy to, to like ride a skateboard down this hill and, and just into the cactuses, which, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, he was all gung ho. And I, and I tried to impart on this kid, like, here's the thing. It's important, like when when we do stuff like this, that it not just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna hurt myself," yeah. you know. Like we want to find a way to like make it compelling to like sort of wrap comedy around it. So I think that the way to make this more like palatable, more like light and 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 fun, is to say, "Okay, this is so exciting that like." They, he's actually going to come down here. We've got this ramp, and he is very easily going to jump over this entire cactus patch. Like, you know, oh, right. he has this so. <laughs> and I reached out to Tony Hawk, you know, and Tony Hawk was like, yeah, dude, you know, this is going to be. You know, we got Tony Hawk in it, like the whole thing. He's like, oh, we actually went around and we put a landing ramp on the other side. Oh, so that's because where we he's were gonna, so sure right. he was going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was another one that was a real hit. Yeah, you know, you know what I loved, and, and I think you make a good distinction here, is that if it's just dudes it's, jumping on barbed yeah. wire or getting kicked in the nuts, like even though that's always funny, um, what it was gets so tired. it gets tiring. But what was so great about Jackass, and I was I fucking watched every episode, I saw all the movies, it, the the joy of just the theme song, because you knew like it was a bunch of guys who were buddies who liked being with each other, who were just being a bunch of slap dicks. Like, you guys were, like, the cool skateboarders in school, like, the cool boys that you'd watch do reckless well, shit. I, I, so I, fun. I, I appreciate the kind words, and, and, and thank you. I think that <laughs> if, uh, you know, I don't know the, like, the cool... I think what, the, the, what worked for us is that we, that, that we were able to not take ourselves seriously and, and, like, we were sort of comfortable being uncool, you yes, know? And that's definitely. where I think that... Yeah, like the the barbed wire thing. I mean, okay, there's just there was just something kind of like uh, like this is a serious thing, you know? Yeah. Like I, I I don't know. And again, I don't want to like you know uh, be mean or anything, but um, that that's what I think was was good about Jackass was that uh, in, in in all of the stupidity, there was something kind of like if not clever, like lighthearted fun. Yeah, and then you know, and you guys are and then you, what happens too is like as it develops, <laughs> the audience is in on the fact that it's like it's bits, and like you guys are trying, like you're you're having fun watching these guys fuck with each other, yeah, and, and it, you know thing. they're attempting something, and you're like, is it gonna work out? Is it <laughs> sure. gonna hurt? So it's like a game, you know. You kind of feel like you're hanging out part of the group. There's a lot of science involved. Yeah, yeah. and and after uh, talking about that, that is we we. Uh, he had this Instagram handle. His name's Zach Holmes. And he had this Instagram handle that was like Trilly, some weird number, and then like TSTD. And I was like, why does your fucking Instagram say STD? Mm. And like, how the fuck did... And so I reached out to Instagram on his behalf, and, and I was <laughs> like, uh, hey, this guy's screen name is bullshit. 
and um, you know, like, and, and we can we want to change it to Zachass because his name's Zach. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and uh, so we got Zachass for him, and now nice. like he's got a little career going. Nice. That's and, great. Uh, I root for the kid. That's awesome. Um, I have so many things to ask you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep okay. this moving, man. We got We got to make. All, we got to make the the goods. <laughs> well, this is stupid. This is just a dumb. I have so many dumb questions for our important guests, but yes. Uh, one of my favorite episodes was it? What, I think you were getting a tattoo in a moving jeep. Yeah, the uh, worst tattoo the ever. Tattoo. Can I see it? Yeah, it's <laughs> the it's worst right tattoo here. ever made. If you blur your eyes, and trust me, it's not the worst <laughs> oh, tattoo shit. ever. That's made. not the worst one. Oh my god, that one made not? me laugh so hard. Yeah, if you if you blur your eyes, you can see it's a smiley face. Um, <laughs> Did yeah, you remember was, he was in a moving yeah, it jeep? So crazy. It was like a bumpy road, and you were getting a tattoo. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, I was so on cocaine <laughs> for that whole pretty much that whole movie yeah. and and particularly i was yeah. i think maybe on day three wow. of, uh, of a cocaine bender for that scene <laughs> would you do like bumps right before you roll you know what i mean where you like oh yeah yeah like let's go oh, yeah 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 uh-huh yeah that that whole first movie like i was on a cycle of of like awake for two days you know, two days on, one day off. Two days on, one day off. Like, oh, shit, dude. Jesus. yeah, and, and that went on for. So for, when you guys, when this like when those videos, I remember when I remember when the videos, like when MTV first started airing this, mm -hmm. and we were like, holy, because you know, you're a, a kid, you're like, this is fucking it's amazing, the and then they add the big warning, like, don't sure. send us your tapes. <laughs> warning: and, yeah. If you do any of this stuff, it'll yeah. be really rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a warning; it was a challenge. It was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so. When you guys probably, I'm assuming, do you have you don't have any expectations, or do you that this is going to be a thing, or are you like? Um, I thought that it. Uh, I mean, I was such a fan of of the Big Brother videos myself, and yeah. I was so passionate about like what you know. But I thought it was like just too gnarly to really be allowed on TV, you yeah. know, like what we were doing. And um, I remember when the pilot got ordered, Jeff Tremaine. He said, you know, on the phone, he told me it's not a pilot anymore. We're going, we got ordered to series, so we're going to come out and we're going to shoot you, you know, write ideas and and right now immediately take all of the best footage that you have and uh, send it into us so that we can acquire it, you know, like license it and just put it straight onto the show, oh. which they did with a lot of BAMS footage. And so I sent in everything that I had. You know, all, like all the good shit that I had, and and Jeff got back to me. He said, "Sadly, not one clip you sent us uh, is, is allowed <laughs> uh, because MTV was um, particularly touchy about uh, fire. They had a big lawsuit with the trailer park where a kid." Um, burned down a trailer and killed his sister and Ugh. they said like why did you do this and he said because beavis said fire and fire like oh. clicking the lighter oh. and mtv had like a real a real bad one over that and they had a couple other fire incidents so like their standards and practices was so not sense of humor about fire and then they had another thing that they were touchy about is if you jump from things that were really high and that was my specialty, was jumping from shit that was way too high really? while on fire. <laughs> That's your specialty? Yeah. That was my specialty. Well, you, have a cl you went to clown college. Yeah, uh -huh. You have that background. I, I developed, uh, you know, the, the first career in simultaneous fire-breathing acrobatics ever and before I went to clown college. But, and how did you learn the fire-breathing acrobatics? Well, 
I uh, okay. When I graduated from high school, um, I went straight to the University of Miami. My intention was to become uh, uh, an advertising executive on some level. You see, the skateboard had led me to the video camera, but I wasn't that great at skateboarding. I knew that there wasn't going to be like a professional skateboard career, and so I thought, I love making videos, and maybe I'll make TV commercials that are really cool. So I went to the University of Miami, and I just ran into a real problem getting to class. You know, like I just couldn't pull it off. And uh, I couldn't keep a job, and I couldn't, I just like really felt that I lacked the survival skills to make it in the world. And um, I failed out of fucking class. I, I got kicked out of the dorms. You know, I just upped and dropped out. And on my way out of the University of Miami, you know, like the question was, well, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I'm going to become a crazy, famous stuntman. You really made this like proclamation? Yeah. Uh-huh. To yourself or to other people? To, I told everybody. And they really? just all felt that it was so tragic and sad. <laughs> what about, <laughs> is one of the people the president of Pepsi Cola Brazil? Your dad? Yeah, he wasn't doing? super stoked on it. No. Yeah. What, did yeah. he think, what did he think like as you gain success was he like oh you know this is so rad that like um before dad did not come to my my graduation of clown college but but then again he had divorced my mom and mom did go to my graduation of clown college so it would have been weird if they were both there at the same time so i mean who knows that's not a big deal but he kind of just wasn't backing it and then after clown college and still I had been in a few issues of Big Brother, but there was no indication that it was gonna become more than a skateboard magazine, and I hadn't made a fucking penny. And, and it was at that point before I had any success, before I had earned any money, Dad came to me you know, deliberately and he said, yeah, I feel I've done a disservice to you by not supporting you in this career. And it's clearly not what I would have chosen for you, <laughs> but hey, I didn't choose what my dad would have chosen for me. Like my dad was a black sheep for going into business. You know, mm-hmm. he came from a long line of theologians and clergymen and academics and PhDs. All the, you know. Jesus. And yeah, it's the, I'm a hybrid. Yeah, where'd you come <laughs> from then? Right. Jeez. I'm. I'm. So I'm like you can really see both sides of my family yeah. like mixed in in me, and uh, and well, so yeah, hearing, dad. Even hearing sorry, but even hearing you speak, like I I've, I've never heard him talk. Sivo, and he, you're so articulate. Oh, thank you. You're, I'm like really blown away because I've only ever seen you on Jackass sure. stapling your nuts to your legs. It, it's always been <laughs> crazy. Uh, you're so yeah. smart. Yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Sure. Um, but yeah, so Dad pledged to support me, and and I really love like the the fact that you know Dad and I don't have a good relationship because I'm successful. I actually feel you know pretty strongly that I'm successful largely because I have a good relationship with my dad and because, really? and because he supported me. Wow. Yeah, like like the, from the very first deals. The first one was uh, Real TV, if you remember oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I called up the number on the commercial, and I was like, I don't have footage you might want to see. I have footage you fucking need real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and sure enough, they said we do. They, they sent them the tape. And they said we wanted the footage of you lighting yourself on fire <laughs> on the roof <laughs> and doing the simultaneous fire-breathing front flip off the three-story roof into the the five-foot pool. And um, Jesus Christ! Dude. And I was like, "Is that all you want? Is out of everything I sent, that's all you want?" And they said, "Yeah." And we want to give you $500 for exclusive rights. Mm. And I was like, whoa, 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 what does exclusive rights mean? They're like, well, then that means you don't own it anymore. We mm-hmm. do. And I was like, wait, what? No, I don't, that sucks. You know, this is my legacy. Like, I, yeah. I was like, 
And uh, so I called up dad and, and I was like freaking out. And dad said, hey, mellow out. It's really simple. Figure out what, like, at which point it's a, a deal breaker. It sounds like exclusivity is a deal breaker. So why don't you call him back and say no exclusivity and I want a thousand. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, okay. And so I called him back. That's what I got. You got it. Oh, yeah, wow. so dad and I were kind of in the same corner. That's cool. What, what initially like drove us apart uh, ended up bringing us closer together. Mm-hmm. Now, know? does he, did he, as you, you know, you got more famous and you're doing all this wild, would he see it and be like, what the fuck are you doing? He is able to compartmentalize like what like his values are. He just says, you know, like a lot of the time his go to is I, 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 I'm not your demographic. You know, <laughs> I recognize the, you know, the marketability of this yeah. to your demographic, and yeah. like, and he can, he's able to just have his business hat on. But at the same time, he gets a kick out of some of it. But in any case, back to the where the University of Miami, and I've just fucked up so terribly, and um, I, uh, <laughs> I dropped out. I'm, I'm going to become a stuntman. But I, and I ended up like traveling around, like hitchhiking. Um, having the government test drugs on me for money and like, <laughs> and, and you get, you know, as, as, as a, a subject in medical studies, oh, yeah. you get, uh, you, you get more money if it's more dangerous. So I had like drugs for pigs and cows tested on me. No! So, like, <laughs> yeah. Like really I went for serious. the most like dangerous medical studies possible because they You're- paid the most. And, uh, Wait, how it, much did it pay? I, I got 2000 bucks for 12 days of having a roof over my head when I was homeless. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I always worked my way back to the University of Miami, you know, where I lived on campus, which I wasn't even allowed to be on, and homeless. And I, like, slept on people's floors. And How long so were was, you enrolled there? Um, I made it to my second year. I dropped out oh, at the did. beginning of my second year. Okay. Um, and, and I showed up second year as a freshman because my grade point average was like 0.79 for my second, <laughs> dude. My, my second I've never semester. even heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, I told you I couldn't make it to class. But, um, and that was only for my one, my, my second semester. But, uh, so I, now I'm like vagrant, I'm living on, on couches and floors, but like, I've got this, I'm on this mission to become this stuntman, you know? And, and in my view, like, to be able to do a backflip, like, while waiting for an elevator, like, just to freak someone out would be, like, really cool to me. And that was one of my first, like, real things I wanted to work for. And um, I, I, and I loved the pool. I, le- I learned, like, all my, my roof jumps at the, the University of Miami Olympic pool. You know, where, like, uh-huh. they call it Suntan U, and everybody's just sunbathing, and the the, the Olympic team, like, Greg Luganis has his, you know, mural painted on the wall yeah. with all the divers. Well, there's three other people have their murals painted on the walls, because that's what you get when you win the NCAA championship. And they were the number one, number two, and number three ranked platform divers in the nation, NCAA status. And uh, they all had their murals painted on their wall. They all lived in the same apartment, in the athletic apartments. <laughs> and I lived on their floor because these fucking guys loved me. They're they like, this asshole is great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they, they like formally, like, I mean, as formally as you can, like at a keg party, like trained me to do like a really clean standing backflip, you know, to walk up and down stairs, like on my hands, Jeez. like all this like crazy kind of circus shit, like way before I, I was going for circus stuff. And um, as soon as they taught me how to do a clean standing backflip, 
you know, I was playing around with fire, fire breathing in like the most like unconventional and fucking awful ways with like rubbing alcohol. That's the worst thing you can use for fire breathing. How do you, what do you use for fire breathing? Um, you want to use lamp oil. Like, but I, but it's best to not like really encourage any, any of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm always but horrified when I if see you use, if you use the right kind of lamp oil and you blow a fireball like point blank against a wall, the wall won't stand fire. Like they, that's what makes it like more safe. Mm-hmm. I would use all this shit that was like terribly flammable, and I would click the lighter. This was how I how I came into the 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 acrobatic fire breathing was that um, I, I, I called up a radio station. They were having a freak of nature contest. And I was like, oh, guys, it's going to be great. I'm Steve-O, the alcoholic gymnast. And they said, great, we love that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I will drink so much fucking alcohol on stage that I will literally get drunk before the crowd's eyes. Intermittently, to, you know, in, in between acts, like woven <laughs> through the show. I'd come out and pound more. Yeah. more alcohol yeah so i'm like there's no way around it i'm drunk and then i'm gonna go do an acrobatic routine and uh like and i'm gonna like breathe fire this by the way too is the first time i wasn't i knew that i was gonna have a career i'm like man i'm so dedicated to this i'm gonna be fucking famous and i know it but i was like not convinced if i wanted to uh have my name be steve O. I thought man is that gonna like is it gonna be Am I not going to be legitimate because I have this goofy name? You know, I, I was I was really, I don't know, do I go right. S- Steve Glover? Like, And when I did that Freak of Nature contest for the radio station, there was like an audience of 700 people. And, and the more I drank alcohol on stage, shotgunning beers, and like clearly they could hear, you could hear a crack when I did it, and then I'd throw it down, you could hear that empty can fucking empty when it hits the stage there were like you you could tell that i drank like all 10 beers you know <laughs> and uh so crazy and, and um it sucks that i didn't do 12 but i did 10 um <laughs> yeah that's what we were thinking too, right. right yeah I mean, but it wasn't like bud light or anything no, you know very, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was it was proper budweiser and um, <clears throat> so the, the the more I drank, the crowd just loved it, and they were like, <laughs> they started when I came out again, they just started chanting, "Steve O, Steve O!" This whole crowd in unison. And I remember, drunk as I was, thinking, "There's just no way that they would chant Steve. There would be right. no ch- there would right. be no chant." And right. In that moment, I was like, "Okay, it's official. It's official." I'm Wait, now where does the name does the name? It just came from drunk people screaming at keg, keg parties. Really? Yeah, Steve O. Is your last name with an O? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. This episode of Your Mom's House is also brought to you by Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Hosts Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. On top of that, they also force guests to eat and review baby food, role play bad parenting scenarios from the news and figure out who among them is the rad dad and who's the bad dad. This is a damn funny show. These guys are hilarious comics first and foremost and dads second. These guys are not experts, but they are funny and their kids are still alive. So that's got to count for something. If you're not a dad, you're still going to love it. But if you are a dad, know a dad or are looking for your dad, you'll love it even more. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. 
Gene, do you ever buy something online only to find out later you missed a discount? Mm. Oh, I get so upset. Infuriating. I hate that, but I don't overspend anymore thanks to Honey. Honey is a free browser add-on that finds me the best deals online. The app magically auto-applies the best deal to my cart at checkout. Honey finds discounts and coupons across 37,000 sites. I'm talking Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom, and more. With Honey, I don't worry about missing a deal. I just shop like normal, and Honey handles the rest. I bought some makeup jeans mm -hmm. from Sephora, and I saved $13.25 using Honey. It felt so good. I felt like I was sticking it to the man. I felt like I had all the angles in life, and I felt like a winner. Good. Yeah. So please try it out. Check it out. Honey is saved. It's 10 million members, an average of $28.61. Honey members have already saved more than $800 million. Damn. Not bad for something that's completely free and takes just two clicks to install. Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. So there's no really no reason not to try it. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash mom. That's joinhoney.com slash mom. Again, joinhoney.com slash mom. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. So, so during this freak of nature contest, I, uh, I'm like, now I'm going to breathe fire. And it was just like, had nothing to do with anything. It was a separate deal, but I clicked the lighter and, uh, I, I fucking blow this rubbing alcohol into the lighter, but I blew out the lighter. So there was this oh. anticlimactic like mist of, of liquid with no flame. And it was like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh dude, I'll do it again. And uh, so then the second time where I, where I clicked lighter, it did light, but I also spit the rubbing alcohol all over my hand. Fuck. So I had this big, I blew the fireball, but then my hand remained on fire. And I didn't even realize it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, ah. and so I'm like shaking my hand out. And, uh, and I, it was the most like interesting thing because I thought, wow, I have like, a problem with what do I do? Like, you know, I'm blowing out the lighter. That can't happen anymore. And when my hand was on fire, it didn't like, like, like it burned really pretty light on my skin. Like it was, a, so I thought, fuck it, here's the solution. I'll pour the alcohol on my hand first, then I'll light my hand and Ooh. that'll be the torch. And I'll use my hand as the torch and I can't blow that out. So then I'm like, okay, now I've got this cool way to breathe fire that's reliable. And then, <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and then once I had the standing backflip, you know, dialed in from the diver guys training me, then I was like, okay, so I light my hand on fire and then I swing into a, a standing backflip. And as I tuck pff, upside down, I blow it off my hand mid backflip and I dialed it. I dialed it perfect. I would do it like you know at every keg party <laughs> oh shit Jesus. yeah and then i figured out fire breathing front flips that way you blind you, you're blowing it down as you rotate and the fire rises you... and your head just passes right through it oh right and so then i was like okay so now i'm gonna put hairspray all in my hair so that when i do the fire breathing front flip and my head passes through the fireball now i'm gonna land flat on my back with my head on fire and then like I can get up and have people blow fireballs off my head using it as a torch. Yeah. So it became this whole just fire mania. 
And uh, and that was how I ended up burning the skin off half my face and, and uh, becoming endeared to Big Brother. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, win. There is something. Win-win. Like, you know, like, it's a fascinating thing how you're saying how you don't have a Oof. crazy paint threshold, God, but you do right. have a high need for attention. Sure. I think there's also something fascinating about Ugh. human beings where, you know, when you're describing drinking 10 beers and doing like crazy shit, it's inherently fascinating to watch that. Like if you told me right now in that room, you go through that door, this dude's going to chug fucking 10 beers and do shit like the, the There's that part of you that knows it's destructive, but you're like, I want to see that of course. shit. Right? It's a train wreck. You want to see it. Yeah, you want to see crazy behaviors. That was like, there's very few things that I consider myself world class mm -hmm. at, <laughs> but shotgun and beers was, was out there. Jam? Yeah. How hard I think that there's anything because, and, and I respect like world class shit, you know, yeah, like, sure. and, and that was another thing with my diver buddies that, that these guys were distinctly world class. You know, they were the best at, at landing in water as you can get. And when I would come to them with like my new video, like, oh, check it out. Um, you know, off the three story, I'm like, dude, I, I found a pool that's only four feet deep. And I did a front flip Fucking off a three-story building roof into You're that. Insane. And I'm six foot. And these guys, I just kind of developed because I would start like off the balcony. I would gradually work my way up and figure out how to like hit the water and curve in. So I slide on the bottom of the pool. And not hit the bottom. Right. Uh -huh. I kind of developed my own this, little thing. That might be the most dangerous thing you've yeah. ever done. Oh, my God. I just broke my ass so fucking bad. I, I always wanted to jump off a roof into a hot tub, <laughs> and I finally did it oh. like a few weeks ago, and what? I only just got done. And you're not. I'm not paralyzed. Thank yeah. God. That how are a, you not? I mean, yeah, what are? What's really the injury good. count? Let's let's go through it. What ha what's happened um, to you so far? You know, I'm gonna make a video uh, like one of these, like my t my worst <laughs> injuries. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, it was uh, at the University of Miami in the same student uh, apartment complex that. The divers lived in um i was super drunk and on pills and it was at a keg party and i told this chick who i was trying to impress i was like i'm gonna be a, this rad stunt man and you know like 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 imagine this like a fight scene on a balcony because we were standing on the balcony of the sec second floor and i pretended to get punched and just threw myself off the balcony in a way, like now, I used to throw myself off that balcony all the time, and I had it pretty dialed in. But in this case, for the first time, while really drunk and fucked up, I was trying to like pretend I was being punched, like, which was not protocol for how I would do it. And so I go over the railing, and I didn't like do it. The, I spun over the railing, and off the second floor balcony, fell all the way to the ground below on the concrete and broke my skull. Like, I mean, I say broke my skull. Really, what I did was I fractured my cheekbone, okay. and I oh. broke seven teeth, oh. and I had ten stitches in my chin, and a broken wrist, <laughs> and uh, and and I would imagine a pretty pretty solid concussion. So, can I ask you when <laughs> when you've had like these crazy injuries doing these things, is there ever because everybody like has very small versions of what you're talking uh -huh. about from like fucking around as a kid, right? You're mm -hmm. like, I'm going to jump off the couch into this thing and yeah, like, how that hurt. Yeah. So you fuck around and then inevitably 99% of people <laughs> are like, well, I'm never doing shit like that again. Right. Cause you one tooth getting knocked out. Sucks. Like from one of the big ones like that. And you, do you have the thought like, no, like I'm, or you don't even uh, entertain that. I, um, 
like I, I was pretty clear on what had gone wrong in that instance. So you're like, it's it's something yeah. went wrong, right? And and you know, I always would would stay just for fun, you know. Like, what's your people ask, what's your worst injury? I'm like, oh well, I broke my skull and I had <laughs> seven teeth, you know, and like. But that was back in 1995, and I was an idiot back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I've got it like, together. Yeah, now I'm much more professional. The thing was that uh, all of my like really bad injuries – it, it wasn't um, as much about doing stunts. It had way more to do with uh, being intoxicated. Oh, and right. I really determined that if I was going to avoid trips to the emergency room, the best thing to do would be to put on all the protective gear like when I sat down at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Sit, sit down at the bar, put on a helmet and, and pads and, and everything would have been... Because uh, being, being <laughs> fucked up must have, like, yeah. I don't know, gotten you through a lot of these... Right? It got me Caused them and then got through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I want to ask you. So did you know how to do a backflip at all before those guys? Uh, I, I began to teach myself standing on um, the side of the pool. You know, just oh, the, okay. the side of the pool. and I Into would, the pool. I remember doing it up the diving board. And I was like, no, I want to learn how to do it on flat ground. So I would do it on the side of the pool, into the pool. But I had no rotation to make it. So then I went uh, while I was like, you know, hitchhiking cross country. Um, I was, uh, I wasn't hitchhiking. I was traveling with a dude who had a van, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but we were in Colorado and there was snow. And so like one of these like generators, like, uh, you know, like if, if it was for air conditioning or generators, some big metal box in the parking lot. And I would do that off into the snow. And I started to dial it in a little bit and I got good enough where I could do it off like a picnic table but I needed to be a little higher up to get the rotation. And what it was was the divers really taught me how to swing into it and do it, like tighten it up so that it was clean and I could do it on flat ground. And you could just do a standing backflip? Yeah. And oh, you still do that? I don't fuck with it too much anymore. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not. Can I ask you one more that, <laughs> that I wanted to ask? Sure. Was that? Oh, you know, and, and, and sorry, but but yeah. the the real achievement with the the, the backflip was um, that I I figured out and maybe you've seen this. There used to be part of my comedy show like uh, the I called it the double back, and I would do it like you know at the end where I do like sort of a you know sexy dance a little bit, you know, pull down my pants, take off my shirt, and I'm there I'm in my boxers with my hands up in the air. I thrust my hips back and forth, back and forth, and then on the back swing, I jump up and open my legs and like clasp. So with no hands whatsoever, I thrust myself and jump up into a mangina. Mm. And once I land it, then I rip down the boxers to reveal the, the, the mangina. Right. It's a pretty, like, pretty cool acrobatic thing. Yeah. I call it a double back. Mm -hmm. But... I, I actually like I, I invented the double back backflip. Right. Mm. It's a mangina backflip. Mm. And Whoa. landing that clean and still tucked. Mm. I feel like you're gonna rip your dick off. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, before I so show fun. you something, I wanted to ask this about how, you know, obviously we hear about like the origins of it. You guys are like these, you know, crazy fuck around skater dudes and you know you're making shit essentially to make each other laugh right at first and then you get tv and the movies come out it goes to a whole other level and a lot of times you know we've seen it in music and movies and comedy where like 
people success, lose their, uh, you know, changes right. relationships. Uh-huh. And did that, did, was there a big, you guys became millionaires and movie stars and did it totally fuck up the dynamics once it became I don't so successful? So. No. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. And for my part, I didn't give a fuck about money because I did not see any possible way that I would live to be 30 years old. So <laughs> I, I wasn't I believe for, you. I believe uh, you. I, I believe I, you too. I remember I, when you had a skateboarding ramp in your yeah, apartment. Right. I, that I, was I, crazy. I, I have cost more people money on their celebrity death pool <laughs> than, than my, you know. Yeah. I used to fucking really be a, 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 a big... Big odds, and um, so I didn't see your money didn't really affect. I was never really terribly motivated by money because uh-huh. you know, like really, again, what I wanted was attention, and like to, and I think that people probably have a tough time like sort of reconciling that. But I, I can say it like really, like in a in a serious and meaningful way that I believe our. And I'm working on making a stand-up comedy bit. That that actually like you know it's it's I I've, I used to try it and it was like I I really think there's something there but like the premise is that I think our human experience that our our condition as human beings is just a fucking awful prank on us mm-hmm. you know that that like it, there must be evidence that God really just hates us <laughs> because how else can you explain that we have only one instinct which is to survive. And only one guarantee, which is we won't, yeah. right? right? We're in a fucking pickle over here. Yeah. And so as humans, it's like, okay, we're in this fucking awful situation where the, the one fucking thing that we don't want to happen is all we can count on, and that sucks. So the only real purpose in our dilemma is to wrap our fucking head around our mortality. So it's like, how do we do that? And it's very clear that people really seek to do this, to find peace with their mortality, and the way people do that <clears throat> typically is to reproduce so it's like you know part of me lives on i've you know i've got children offspring so it's okay that i'm going to die because i've left this legacy of children right that's not me then there's a whole contingent of people who they uh find comfort in religion you know because that's the only fucking point of religion is that i you know i want to convince myself that i'm going to be okay that i'm going to go to heaven and so that dying is i can wrap my head around it because i'm going to go to heaven which is seems pretty self-serving and like doesn't work for me either Mm -hmm. and then there's like the third camp that i recognize which is like the cavemen who drew stick figures on the wall because they're like yo i'm gonna be gone but this fucking stick figure is gonna (laughs) still be here so i came to the you know i I approached i approached the video camera as like a sense of like fucking religion i'm like dude it sucks that like we're all gonna be fucking dead but like fuck that because i'm gonna like I want to live forever. I'm gonna have like videos that like you know that make people laugh, that distract them from their fucking shitty day, that like make me somehow important, like potentially forever. And that was like my whole deal. Yeah. And so when I thought that I wasn't gonna live very long, it was just like a, a hustle oh, and hurry to try to pack my message into sense. the bottle. Yeah. You know. And I, I didn't give a fuck about my lifestyle. I didn't give a fuck about anything except being the most absurd and outrageous notable character that i possibly could to you know to be remembered forever it's it's really fascinating (coughs) uh, to hear you explain it in a more thought out and like calculated way like even like i'm gonna be this famous stunt guy all this stuff 
I had no idea. I always thought sure. you're this fucking lunatic yeah. who just kind of Dude, he's fucking Aristotle. In. Did yeah. you hear what he just said? Of course I heard I'm like, blo- my, my brain just exploded. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, well, there, you're the most thoughtful too. person. There, there, there's jokes too in this you know, premise, in this bit. Yeah, of course. Well, it's like, I know, but I'm saying even right. on a bigger scale, just the fact that like you thought out these things before you even saying this, sure. like that you had a vision that you were pursuing. It it yeah. makes sense to hear it. I just never would have imagined it without hearing you say it. Right, I, my, like early in my, uh, maybe I wouldn't even call it a career. Before I had a career, I, I was kind of like I felt that I lacked the survival skills to make it in the world. I wasn't gonna see thirty. I was just gonna fucking fail at life, and. Before doing that, I wanted to document enough stuff that I could, might be discovered posthumously. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to be the Van, really. I wanted to be the Van Gogh of the video camera, the Van Gogh of idiots. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like that. That's like, but, but then again, part of me also thought, no, fuck it, man. The world's gonna find out. Like, how the you know, I'm rad. Well, the so, interesting thing is, you are. You've leaned into that continuously to today where you're you're putting out a lot of content now, oh right? dude i'm i'm hustling and yeah. and and I, I i feel like i would be irresponsible while we have people listening if i didn't point out that yeah i do have a pretty remarkable story if anything i lived my life deliberately so that the story would be i almost forewent my own personal experience or satisfaction in life just to make the story good yeah you know and yeah. i did i did that effectively and i have a, like a, a real hell of a book that's um, got like an average customer rating on Amazon. Of, it's a five star, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's great. And uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. And um, it's so juicy, man. All of the shocking arrests. And What's it called? It's called Professional Idiot, a memoir. Hmm. And if you buy it on my website, every copy is autographed. Awesome. Yeah, and like, I, and I keep everything like pretty fucking reasonably priced on my site. Like, it's like. What is it like? Twenty five bucks for an autographed book? I actually have pictures of my dick for eight bucks. <laughs> I'll be yeah. signing up for that. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, in the picture of my dick, it's uh, it, and and this is, it ties into the the tour that I'm on now, which is called the Bucket List Tour. And what it is is like I've been doing the stand up for. Uh, approaching nine years of consistent touring and gradually like my worlds have converged like my first special was uh, straight stand-up it's on Amazon Prime it's called guilty as charged and I intermittently did stunts at pertinent story points in the act on stage Mm -hmm. but it was just stand-up and then as I put together my second hour I, I thought like oh my god one night my head exploded while I was performing I thought fuck all these stories that I'm telling in this act it, like largely all fucking happened on camera, you know? So what if I taped my next special, but like, you know, in post edit in the footage of the stories I'm telling. So it's this multimedia stand up act illustrated by the footage. I was like, oh my God. So I started, um, I started taping my shows and, and editing the footage in, like just routinely, which, and it previously was difficult for me to watch me do stand up, you know? Yeah, like, of people course. Get still, weird about it's that. the worst, yeah. But, um, but because I was, I was actively editing, making new versions of this, this idea, it forced me to watch. And oh. then I, it, and then I naturally addressed the things that drove me fucking crazy and yeah. it made my stand up so infinitely better. Yeah, sure. And, um, then I taped that, that last special. And then for the next one, I was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I want to mix multimedia with stand up. 
I want to mix footage in, but I don't want to be telling old stories anymore. So I, so I decided for my new tour, I'm going to do all new shit, and it's going to be so fun because the bar is so high. And it, when, it, when, when it's like to, to figure out what to do was not a difficult at all because I've had this, this list of stunts, which I call the bucket list, and it's just the bottom of the barrel shit that like the idea has been sitting there, but I never thought I would, I never planned to go anywhere near like the vasectomy Olympics. It was just absurd. Like, well, yeah, like, you know, I'll get on a horse and go galloping around bareback. Like after I get a vasectomy, you know, mm -hmm. like whatever, I did all this crazy shit. But, um, there was, uh, like to, to take on trophy hunting. There was, um, I, I thought if I like these people, why do they murder the animals? Why why not use tranquilizer darts and let the fucking thing wake up if you really want your douchebag photo with the corpse? And so then I wanted to do a stunt getting shot with tranquilizer darts. And I was like, one of my buddies and I will go to the track and field and it'll be like, on your mark, it's that, and they shoot tranquilizer darts into our butt cheeks, Holy at which point we sprint oh for distance. You you know? Wait, you did Dude. this? Uh, well, <clears throat> I ran into a problem with that because of the drugs that would be in the darts. Yeah. So, the trank darts? The trank darts, yeah. yeah. They're talking about ketamine and halidol <laughs> yeah. and adamant. Yeah. Like shit that I love and I right. can't have. Right. So so I, I was and, and that put me in a position where I was like, fuck, the two things I care most about, which is my sobriety and attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes. Like at, at odds. And so I almost went crazy, but then it struck me that that uh I've had so many surgeries in sobriety. So, you know, and so many like endoscopies, like so, like so many procedures where I got knocked out with general anesthesia, like a bunch of times, and I've never relapsed over that. So I felt very comfortable changing the idea to the general anesthesia <laughs> challenge, where I changed the plan to it's just me on a bicycle with an IV in my vein, and they plunge the general anesthesia drugs into the IV, which should give me like 10 seconds to fucking ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so that I did. You did do oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> where can I see it? Yeah. Uh, on my tour. I, the, the footage, on like, the tour? Oh, on the, because, oh, okay. Because, because with, with, uh, with my bucket so list you show tour, it on the screen. It's, it's an act about, the, the whole stand-up act is just these ideas that are so fucking absurd that they're perfect for stand-up comedy. And after each bit, I screen it. Jesus. So one of the bits, one of the bits which which uh, I had on my list forever and I was so excited about was based on the premise that because women can paint their boobs and just cruise around like nobody's offended, right? That I went straight to I should be able to paint my dick yeah. and do whatever I want. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now like how do I do this? And I think, okay, painting painting my dick, like what's the you know, I thought, okay, span something with spandex because, like, so then I thought, okay, the cyclist suit. This is, the the bit's gonna be cyclist. So I put together this hardcore cyclist suit, and uh, you know, with the helmet, the spandex shirt, ten-speed bike, but we we painted on the shorts, right? Mm. My girl's a, a set designer, so she did this great job with this big gallon of black paint. And uh, the, the the bit was to go around and crash the bike in front of like random unsuspecting dudes in in, in the street. Uh -huh. So they see like this violent crash, and then they come over to reach their hand out and help me up, and I'm just laying there with my schlong, which right. like, which is to me like super classic. I love super it. Classic. Yeah, I, I loved it too. And. Um, I filmed it while I was still on probation, which was a hoot. But um, so, and, and before going, 
Like before, like we're I'm all decked out, paint job's done, we're ready to go, we got all the gear, and uh, I got my girl to take a photo of me, like hoisting up the bike, you know, just because I looked fucking so great. And so this photo, and I was I was just so proud of it, and I texted it to Johnny Knoxville, and like I'm all proud, and he writes back. That's the smallest black dick I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's like so, it worked out so genius because I didn't even think about it in yeah, that context. I was course. just like, because I had a blue smell. It's like, just happened to use black paint. That's right. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that very photo that, uh, that I texted to Knoxville, yeah. we made it into a pen where like if you're writing, <laughs> if you're, you remember the old pen? Yeah, like, those are awesome. Down, yeah. The, the, the underwear dick, goes away yeah. and yeah. you see the dick. Well, I made it so that the pen, I'm wearing like actual <laughs> black shorts. Yeah. If you've got to write set up, but if you turn it upside down, the, the shorts disappear. And you're in And your, you see my painted dick right yeah, there. That's oh, awesome. beautiful. So you can, you can, you can was, I'd like uh, to buy that pen. What were people's reactions like when they would come? Would they laugh? Would they be upset? Were they weirded out? Oh. Or everything? Um, when they came to help you? Up. They they uh was like like awkward. Oh. I got awkward. I got offended, but just get the fuck out of here because like uh, because That's my favorite reaction. <laughs> yeah, like, I got like you know like not in this part of town, <laughs> you know. And where did uh, you do it? Where did you do the bike? I, I did downtown L.A. You did? and I yeah. did uh like um Echo Park kind of. Um, oh wait, and a little bit in the Hollywood Hills. Will you throw the cans on real quick? I want to show you something. Yeah. First of all, let's let's see if you can. Yeah, hear. the dick pick pen. I, I think it's eight. I'd, eight are bucks. you oh, you selling perfect. that? Oh, I'm. And I have dick pick pens on Stevo.com. Um, that's you, amazing. Yeah, we gotta get those. <laughs> I've gotta get a whole bunch. Can you hear now? Is it? <laughs> yeah, in there? Okay. I can totally hear. All right, here's. I just want to know what you think of. Oh, dear. This cool stunt. It'll be over here on this screen. Okay, Sorry, gotcha. Right uh, oh, for fuck's sake. His legs. <laughs> it seemed like something went off like some kind of charge. He's, he's stuck. He's not laughing. Steve was not laughing. <laughs> I didn't know. Ah. I'm just feeling him out. I mean, hey, dude, I'm not mad at And here's it. a real maniac here. He's fine. He's not laughing. I'm just showing you our collection of videos. Okay, okay good. China shop. Bull in the China. Here's <laughs> yeah. the the best part is the uh, well the woman crying is the but, best part, but the no, the guy that like kind of shoes the bull out is so unaffected <laughs> by all of it. Like he's just like the bull comes out and this guy's got like a cigarette dangling from his mouth. He's like, come on, man. So third world. Like, gonna, you know what I love like, about watching? I love that they're actually Chinese. The bull yeah. in the China shop. Yeah, right. <laughs> what I love about watching Steve-O watch these yeah. is how like it doesn't phase him. Like, no, of other course. Pe normal people are like, oh my gosh, he's so chill, right? Oh, it's like totally. him watching, you know. This should. Know, this could be um, Steve-O right here. Easily. Oh my God. Easily. They did. On my bucket list, I had uh, skydiving. Better do something. 
like the the whole thing about skydiving is that I, I'm, I, for years, you don't know, maybe decades, I said, oh man, everybody does that shit. That's not a stunt. I'm not wasting my time with it. I said, if I ever go skydiving, because the first time you have to have a tandem dude strapped on yeah. your back, yeah. that I'm going to be butt fucking naked yeah. and furiously <laughs> jacking off. Oh, and yeah. I'll be all pent up and while I'm fucking this. whacking it, like, uh, like yeah. when I pass the point of no return, right, I need to really time it so that right when I blow a load is when I, when I fall out of the plane. And uh, that is the most layered fucking just genius bit from yes. like from just the, the the idea itself. When I went to go tape the my, my second comedy special, knowing that I was going to build my new hour out of the bucket list, there, and I'm behind this fucking bar at the back of the theater because I'm going to come through the crowd for when they introduce me to start the taping. Yeah. And it's just game time. And I'm so fucking focused and just like, ah, I'm so ready. And like this kid spots me, like sort of stealth behind the bar. And, I'm, and he's like, yo, Steve-o. And I'm just like, fuck, no, dude, not now, not the time. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to ignore the kid. But then he says, dude, you got to go skydiving, man. I'm a professional skydiver. And I knew that I'm getting ready to do this. And yeah. to me, it's, I'm just like, fuck, this is too important. So I just turned my attention to this kid and I told him the whole idea, which I call skyjacking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this kid just like, he's just sitting there. He's just like, this is the greatest thing he's ever heard. And he looks at me and he goes, dude, you can totally come all over me. <laughs> so real quick, so real quick, I got his number. <laughs> and uh, are you gonna do that bit? Have you I done did. it? I did. I, yeah. And I fucking screened this. I screened footage of me naked, fully hard jacking off, falling out of an airplane with a dude on my back. He's and, the guy. He's the one. Well, no, because it turned out oh. I, I ended up texting him. Are you ready to get cummed on? And, and <laughs> well, I guess his wife found it. And, and uh and and this fucking kid man as sweet as he was he, he let us get all into the planning fucking stages yeah. when he breaks the news that he didn't actually have his tandem license oh no. and i'm like you fuck face you so idiot. then thank god it worked that way because the the bit just becomes so much more layered and and yeah. beautiful because yeah, yeah, yeah. now we're calling up skydive companies and you're like can we come on right, you right right there <laughs> <laughs> Right. I got my uh, my road manager, you know, co-producer calling up. We got this great idea. We really think it's going to bring a lot of attention to your business. <laughs> we called 15 fucking companies that did not want that attention. Really? You know? Yeah. So mm. then I go on uh, then I go on my um, social media and I put this video message out. You know, it's, hey, everybody, I'm looking for licensed tandem <laughs> instructors to film a stunt with. Yeah. You know, I just to film a stunt with, like, contact my dude. So then my dude's like, yo, like that's that was like a 24-hour Instagram story. And I got contacted by 72 licensed oh, tandem wow. jumpers. Yeah, so I go, <laughs> I go, fucking sweet, dude. Now tell them the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what's your guess over like out of 72? I blew my fucking mind. How many said yes? 20 of them said no problem. Wow. 20? 20. <laughs> 20, 20 guys were willing to so catch him. So now we got to narrow it down. Were they all men? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh, I believe so. So now we have to narrow it down to all fucking 20, or that, which, which of the 20 to do it with. And uh, this one fucking guy, he's all like, please let me be the one. <laughs> it's like so. Oh, boy. Like, it's like, you know, which is a red flag, but it's also hilarious. And uh, the guy was super polite and sweet, and he explained that, 
that uh, he works at a company called Skydance, Skydiving, which is just in Northern California, super convenient. Mm-hmm. And they hold the fucking world record for the most naked jumps. Oh, so it's like oh, in their lane. So kind they of. F- they're all over this, and they want this all over them. <laughs> <laughs> Does, uh, did he get hard? Like while he, he, he did not get hard, no. But uh, he was very supportive. He was, <laughs> yeah. And your jizz just went flying everywhere as you're jumping it, out of the it plane. It was uh, it, the wind <laughs> caught it. Not a drop landed in the plane. <laughs> so wait, you're. But you're, I hadn't fallen out of the plane yet. I just yeah. got my wiener out into the wind, and the wind caught it and blasted it into the slow motion camera that was mounted on the side of the plane. Wow. Which was like just a full brunt fucking money shot. And and then, and it's good that way because because had had I blown the load after falling out of the plane, it would have been really tough to catch it. This is right it, in your yeah. face. If it was in three D, you'd be like wiping so wait, the jizz off. So like you're, you're on you the precipice of and then jumping, jump? right? Like yeah, I can, I, uh, yeah, jizz I mean, jump. I'm jizzing as we're scrambling, as we're going out. Holy shit! Because they yeah, hang I'll you show out. you. They hang. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to, love to see it. <laughs> so you're you're hanging out the door essentially, yeah, and that's uh-huh. when you're jizzing. Okay. Yeah, and uh, how do you get your like? Are you uh, just escaping in your mind? Yeah, how do you, you know get? I, mean? I brought a portable DVD player. That's actually like the funniest part of the bit. You know, the funniest part of the bit is just like the experience, because it got so intense when like, uh, you know, I, I had four dick pills for breakfast. Oh, I, wow. I planned this. You did? I, yeah, four Cialis tablets. Holy shit! Dude. Four. four of them. And uh, and and I I planned it like you know, I did not blow a load for four entire days and nights leading up to the. Oh, so to you're back up. So I'm all p- pent yeah. up with a hair trigger. Yeah. I don't think you can blow a bigger load than four days. You know, four because days after is, that yeah. your body just starts cycling it. Yeah. Four days yeah. is a lot. Four days kind of maxed out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe ten, but I'm not trying to do that. No one's like, trying to do that. Um. So, and and another advantage I had is that um I. Uh, I stopped watching pornography, mm. you know. Uh, Before this, you mean, or like years ago? Oh, yeah. Like I, it's been. I think it's. I think it's been multiple years since I viewed pornography. I think it's destructive to a healthy relationship, and like. So, but I made an exception for skyjacking because skyjacking like, you know, needs yeah, it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, work yeah. is work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just Ted back there. Right. Know, and, hey, man. And yeah. so we had a DVD player like. You know, taped down in the plane, and, just, and but the thing was that they said, "Okay, here we go." I'm excited to see the DVD player. I'm backed up. I've taken dick pills, like you know, I'm I came prepared. Yeah. But the thing was that before we took off, they said, "Okay, now that you're gonna have to." There's a two-minute window, then for the jump, because before or after the two minutes, like we're we're not over the drop zone. Mm. So I'm gonna have to time this ejaculation. Oh, that's oh, skills. Yeah. An airplane full yeah. of dudes pointing cameras at me with one of them strapped on my back so tight that his fucking chin is resting on my shoulder like a parrot. Yeah. Like, like, and I have to, I mean, it's threading the needle over here. Yeah. Man. I gotta fucking do this within the space of two minutes. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, like give me one minute's notice before the two minutes starts. Oh, they, wow. So you start pre-gaming the jack uh i start pre are you stroking, I, I hit, stroking semi-regularly well, i had my jackass buddy preston with me he's yeah. my fluffer he's got the lotion yeah right he you know the, when that when i hear t minus three at fifteen thousand feet after they open up the door i go lube he squeezes the lotion on my hand and then i click play 
And I start whacking. That's like, uh, there's no yeah. pregame. There's just hit play oh, and gotcha. full fucking go. Oh, wow. Yeah. And are the cameras rolling when you're that at that beginning point? Our cameras are rolling the whole the time. The whole time. So yeah. that's a lot of, pro I mean, I would say. You a, give a little more respect for like a porn performer almost, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I think they give more respect to me. <laughs> is there any? Fear? I mean, I don't know. There's a, but and and uh, this um, it was just because it was this blowjob scene that I just thought was like I saw a few seconds of it and I was like, oh my god, I haven't watched porn so long. This is gonna be like. That's just gonna do it for me so easy, but that wasn't my experience. Like we said, mm. I'm like fucking jacking it, and it's just not like working. So I'm like, fuck, mm -hmm. man, like I'm burning time. Like I don't have time for this. It's gotta work. And so I think if I hit visual fast forward, then that's gonna like scoot, you know? Like, but maybe I'll get to something that it'll get. A, but the thing was, I hit visual fast forward, and now I'm trying to fucking whack off to a sped up blowjob, and that's yeah. like super not any easier. Yeah. So I'm like. And I'm like, fuck, and start more lube, and I'm like, I, I just gotta take a gamble, you know? Like, I, I, I hit skip track, mm. and then like, who, who knows what I'm gonna who see? Who knows? And that was a fucking mistake, man. What'd you end up seeing? Well, the next chapter, it started with this fucking like obnoxious, like up close shot of a fucking shiny metal butt plug in this ah. woman's tailpipe. And I ah. found that distracting, man. Yeah. So now the butt plug's throwing me off and I'm losing my boner. Mm -mm. So then what? Well, then, 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 I'm, then I'm fucking freaking out. I'm in a panic and I'm like, my lube! Like, so I've screamed lube like fucking like 18 times, you know? Mm. And I'm like, whack, 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 lube and skip track lube. I'm all over the place. It turned into fucking chaos. And, um, then uh, I, I, I was actually just about resigned to just saying, hey, you know, it's funny that I even tried. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The yeah. final seconds dwindled away, and, and, and I was just like, man. I can't believe I'm enthralled with this masturbation story. Uh, this is story. like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's like you're I'm telling on, me a World War yeah, II story. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on tender it's a, it's a big bit. It, it, it's, it's like, it's. And then how did you eject? Well, okay, so the, the final <laughs> seconds. The final <laughs> seconds are dwindling away, and I'm like. I'm just thinking that like all hope is lost. I'm just yeah. like bracing myself for a reality where this doesn't happen. And and um, but then uh, I did like uh, it was magic. That last the last skip track was your jam. Was a good one. Uh, it was yeah. And 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 I'm too much of a gentleman to explain what it was on the DVD that sure. like really did the trick for me. Really, I'd love to I'm hear about kidding. it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay, so, so the modest. last chapter, it's it's uh, the man. I I feel like I'm looking at all these cameras. I'm like, why am I fucking giving away my bit on this? <laughs> oh well, I mean, but, but whatever. I'll, I don't care. It's fine. Um, okay, so it's got this huge wiener. <laughs> okay, yeah. There's this huge fucking uh, enormous cock coming in and out of this woman's butt. All right, now yeah. I and that's not my thing. Right. Like, I don't, I'm not even into anal, but like what it was, was that this fucking massive cock came out of, out of her butt and there was this just beautiful cinematic shot and it went all the way up into the air and then it swooped like just like just came flying right into this woman's face. And she was just so happy about it. <laughs> she was so just joyful. The, yeah. As she accepted that wiener, like right out of her butt, back into, into her, her mouth, mouth oh, with wow. just pure just delight and 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 that did the trick for me man yeah. so 
So then I gave the sign. I'm like, ah, get the fuck out of the plane, you know? That's the best important, I think, too, is like when you can tell that like the girl really enjoys it right. or really doesn't like right. it. Right. Both of those get me going. Oh, dude, this was just like, it, it, it meant the world to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I want to see a, a porn girl like at least look like you're enjoying sex yeah. or find it reprehensible <laughs> like either of yeah. those the sad girls the girl that cry. looks like she's gonna <laughs> is bawling like wants to escape yeah that for me i'm like i'm sorry i lose it right away yeah <laughs> that's Turn why we're on. so successful you yeah. and i together yeah. and i don't i don't fucking care about like uh about you know sort of giving people a glimpse in, into the show because here let me tell you this people want to see the show dude I, I, be yeah, I believe yeah. it, man. I put a lot of fucking work into it, and there's a lot of, uh, of there's just, a, a, it's like, it, the show is like part jackass movie premiere, part stand-up comedy show, like just this, I have, I've always had an approach to my stand-up where I don't like seek to emulate anybody, you know? It's just like authentic, Doing about what you like, do. you know, I, and, and I have at the same time, though, been like on some level like kind of self-conscious about like you know i'm steve-o the jackass dude and like if if i like on my social media if it's like i'm doing stand-up you know or like photos of me doing stand-up like i have this like built-in like self-consciousness that people are gonna like not want to see me that way not accept me that way mm -hmm. and in hindsight i think i did myself a disservice by not just like just owning it like fuck I've been, how many years do i have to be on a successful comedy tour right. like it to before i can be like you know what fuck you i do stand up and i care about it and i'm good at it mm -hmm. and i do it in an authentic like unique way well yeah. and i think you also as stand-up comedians are very protective of the of the craft of the, the form like we're like fucking marines were like if you're not in the trenches with us you're not one of us like there there is that culture of the hard knocks thing so i get there, it there, like there are there, there are some there, there, there's really only like two people that like spoke up about like no i don't approve you approve? know <laughs> okay sort of yeah and i, I don't even like you know i want to bring them up and 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 I, both of those people like have since like you know even uh acknowledged that that was silly okay well know? that's good right we don't have to but that. um but in any case uh still you know it, for me like to be here with you guys it's 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 an honor you know we're honored to have to, you man to, to have just performed uh at just for laughs in montreal oh fucking huge honor i that's did the just for laughs in vancouver and i'm going to be uh just for laughs in toronto nice Great. and uh it's it's just it's really meaningful for me because I, I I'm so passionate about what I do yeah and uh, I think that there's that such a, a consensus of people who don't think of me as an articulate thoughtful or funny guy but yeah. rather just this thoughtless maniac yes and um, which is your fucking fault so you're very deep and uh, man i'm just listening to him i'm I like know. you know simultaneously i'm finding myself hearing you like you have this crazy death wish on the one hand i mean you really well, do you're like a daredevil man. you're a daredevil you know? and then on the other hand you want to be remembered and immortalized and 
and appreciated. It's like this. You're like a death. I think that the whole the, the death wish thing is actually like uh, flipped on its head because I think that like with the this mortality complex, which I believe is just inherently human, like like the mortality. It's like I'm mad at mortality yeah, like, like i'm mad at mortality because of this fucking catch 22 human condition and so almost like acting out and you're like fuck you mortality like i'll show you like i'll pretend as if i didn't even care and i'll do stuff that seems like i'm gonna die and mm -hmm. you know yeah. when in fact like I, I, I there's no part of me that has ever had a death wish Okay. Right, you don't want to die. Now let me tell you before you go, because we got to wrap up here in a second. Is um your your little chola here? Uh, yeah, from my girl your, Wendy. Wendy, and Can you I told us you? before yeah. we started, your um you actually your most viewed video, <laughs> my most viewed piece of content uh, on Facebook, uh, it, and it well over one hundred million views, like given for like how many places posted it like lad bible uni lad whatever 25 yeah. million like the animal on dodo like you know but on mine like a couple times 25 it all had like 100 million views crazy a dog that I, you rescued a, a video of me finding a dog in the streets of peru it's crazy hmm. and now uh there she now is. It's, um by the time this is up I'm, i don't know when this goes up but uh i know from when we're recording this tomorrow her follow-up video which chronicles the her experience since coming to america from the streets of peru we're calling it uh the fabulous life of my peruvian street dog <laughs> like, and uh, that's cool man she's driving her own little ferrari through uh children's <laughs> hospitals and <laughs> nice. stuff like Aww. and uh flying in a helicopter over the grand canyon like riding a surfboard on waves in puerto rico like We've been to four different countries, 21 different states. She's got her own bit on uh, in my on my bucket list tour. Yeah, where uh, it's a pretty classic bit where I make fun of service dog vests. <laughs> like, uh, it's really you, cool. She's a sweet dog, man. She's she, so she's, sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put the service dog vest on her or travel with her if uh, if she wasn't so perfectly suited for it. She's yeah. never made a sound in public. She's never. Uh, peed in a hotel room or on an airplane like wow she, she's and, we, and she's people so can watch me. the follow-up on your youtube channel yeah which uh, is YouTube. like the hub for all things steve-o is steve-o.com there's all the okay. links to any social media that you type it in i'll have the little verification check mark this uh wendy video will be exclusively on youtube embedded on my website and uh it'll pop up on facebook at some point down the road cool um this is like this has been a real treat to talk to you. Hey, man. thank you, yeah. man. Yeah. It's uh, I'm also coming. working on getting my own podcast going too. Nice. Good, you should. Good. Yeah, I uh, I felt like self conscious and self. I felt like uh, reluctant to sort of jump on the bandwagon. Like in my mind, I'm like, fuck every fucking asshole has a podcast. <laughs> like, like you know, it's like true. like uh, of course not you guys because I've sort of I've promised myself many times. It's like fucking. I'm gonna make a rule. If I haven't heard of the podcast, no, I won't be on your fucking podcast. If I haven't right. heard of it, yeah. no. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But then you got all your buddies, and you do it for, you know. Largely, the most annoying question can be like, "Dude, will you be? My, will you do my podcast?" For yeah, sure. Because so many people have it, and I'm like, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. But what what I I was able to wrap my head around it because I, just, I said, if I have an angle on it, then 
it'll make sense to me. But so if I got a camper van and outfit it as a traveling podcast studio, I could have conversations with guests as we went to go get into some kind of activity, which really open it up and give me an angle. Yep. And uh, my experience has been that uh, that it. It just stopped. Do the YouTube shit where like it's great YouTube content. Do a podcast where it's a podcast, and don't try to mix the two because you're making like lesser versions of both. Got you. By That's like smart. being in, by driving around, trying to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You limit the podcast, and like if you're gonna go do awesome shit, just do the awesome shit. Do yeah. It separate. So smart. I'm finally just looking to to get the right deal with the podcast thing. You're a smart guy, dude. I could tell. I mean, well, I you're, you're doing you're doing you. a lot of very. You know, you're you're smart. You're creating content. You're giving people what they want, and it's uh, it's very cool, man. I, 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 like I appreciate it. that a lot, man. And and I do owe it to to sobriety, man. Like, I I know a lot of people who have been letting a lot of years slip through their fucking fingers. Sure. And I'm so grateful that I that I personally suffer from alcoholism so badly that like there was zero question it was black and white. Like for me, like I. I it got so bad. I absolutely had to address it. Yeah. And I, I think that it would be a, a living fucking hell to just have alcoholism bad enough that it doesn't have to urgently stop. It can continue, but I have it bad enough to interfere with my relationships, like impede my ambitions, mm -hmm. you know, like just fuck up everything. Sure. And like, and, and cause me to get nothing done. Yeah. You know, where for 11 years now I've been largely like, pretty focused and uh you know as a result of of just kind of applying the, you know becoming part of this community yeah like you know and I knowing mean, dr drew you did dr drew after dark uh -huh. and you've known him for 20 years right? almost 20 years yeah he he knew me before sobriety yeah and uh it's just rad man i'm so i'm just grateful for the whole thing with you know sobriety and to have integrity in a relationship you know I wear a ring like I'm married, but it's an engagement ring. That's right. I saw That's her right. on Instagram. You guys yeah. are just so cute together. You're always, they're always naked on Instagram, <laughs> effing each other. Yeah. What? Steve I saw you naked? effing against a, a window. <laughs> right? You were in some hotel against a window, yeah. naked. Uh, we we, uh, we enjoy our naked shit. But in any case, man, I just wanted just, uh, to just say that again. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, everybody listening, thank you for listening. And, um, I would love to see you on the road. I do a, a free meet and greet after every single one of my shows, which is like borderline masochistic. But You're insane. <laughs> yeah, insanity. every single person at every single show who wants to get a photo, I will not go anywhere until well, I... Well, let me be clear about something. I will not offer this <laughs> So... Uh, not a personality check. Um, go to stevo.com. Uh, go see the shows. Watch the content. Now, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and watch you jerk off on... Oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is back with his two favorite ferns in between two ferns, the movie. Zach and his oddball crew take a road trip to complete a series of high-profile celebrity interviews and restore his reputation. Watch it all go down on September 20th, only on Netflix. This is Captain Marcel. 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 My sister went down. Down to the mountain. You might be a TikTok. 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 I gotta save my sister. Tell everybody I'll be back. I need a backup. I'll 
see you later, bye. I'll see you later, bye. Just waiting for my lunch. Just waiting for my lunch. Just waiting for my lunch. I ordered a buffalo burger. My dinner, my dinner, my dinner. I ordered a buffalo burger. My dinner, my dinner, my dinner. I ordered a buffalo burger. Because I got the movies, movies.